This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Attention, anybody out there that's got a young lady of college age that thinks they can play basketball. I've got news for you. Welcome into Gwen and Chris. 201 is the time we kick off a uh, Wednesday program. You notice how I pause yep. every time because I never know what day it is. It's the middle of the week, and uh, we are with you for the next four hours. Chris Ello right here, Tony Gwynn Jr. right there, and Matt Scraby running around the Odyssey Palace Studios trying to get us hooked up on our YouTube feed so you can watch the proceedings here on 97.3 The Fan. Uh, yeah, I, You know, we got to talk Padres because that's what we do. But frankly, there's nothing to talk about with the Padres. So, nothing. I mean, we could regurgitate a whole bunch of stuff. Hassan Kim is on the trade block, potentially. Padres need to fill some holes in the outfield. But you knew all that. All right. So let's get right to college basketball. Uh, the Aztecs will be in action tonight against Nevada. Boy, did you call it. At uh, What's that? Did you call the New Mexico... Uh, oh yeah, they just humiliated they, they Utah beat State them last night. Down ninety nine points, New Mexico put up on Utah. Now Utah State, even higher ranked than the Aztecs, undefeated. They should crumble. hadn't lost a game. They go into the pit and they get they get they, they get worked. They get bum rushed. Yeah, yeah. I mean a ninety nine point game, and, and New Mexico had to call off the dogs. They did to not get over a hundred. So, you know, again, you're right. The Aztecs went there on Saturday. I mean, you're going to probably lose a game at New Mexico. This is why the Aztecs should not have fallen out of the rankings. But, you know, Tony and I are really mad about that and will stay mad about it forever and ever. The Aztecs will try to work their way back into the rankings starting tonight against a Nevada team that's 15-2. and Has a better record than they do. So, you know, the Mountain West is just that good. You'll see New Mexico, I bet you, in the top 25. That's back-to-back. Top twenty five victories, yeah, and that just wins. They they yeah. thump both the Aztecs yeah. and uh, Utah well, State. And, and the thing is, is New Mexico started on the road and got thumped themselves at UNLV, and also lost pretty easily at Colorado State. So, this is the kind of conference it is. Not only is it tough to win on the road in yeah. general because the teams you're playing are good, but don't forget all the altitude games, especially for a team like San Diego State. Now, if you're already, you know, at altitude. Colorado State, et cetera, they shouldn't have as many problems. They, I mean, most of the games, all the games outside of San Diego State, yeah, are above even, sea even level. UNLV even has UNLV. a little sea, yeah. has a little bit above sea level, right? So, yeah, it's a t- I think it's one of the toughest conferences in the country. They've got five teams ranked in the top forty of the net, and that does not include New Mexico. 
Well, that's going to all right. So yeah. that should change, right? You, I, I so Lenardi's thing yesterday had five teams from the Mountain West in the tournament. New Mexico was not one of those. So either you got to put New Mexico in and take somebody out, or you got, or you got to put New Mexico in and six. have six. <laughs> yeah, but that's how you know. And, and of course, only one of them is actually ranked by the Associated Press. And as we mentioned, that team just got, you know, it's hat-handed to them last night. So we'll see what happens. Aztecs-Nevada tonight. Looking forward to it at 8 o'clock. I mentioned that if you have a young lady or know somebody, your daughter or somebody in the family plays women's college basketball or would like to, (laughs) you don't get this opportunity very often, Tony. I don't know that I've ever heard of this ever happening. Ever happening. uh, Fly uh, fly uh, your daughter down to Fort Worth, Texas. TCU is holding an open tryout. I guess it's tomorrow morning. They have so many injuries on the TCU basketball team that the Horn Frogs, who are fourteen and four this year, yeah, they were a top twenty-five team. They were a top twenty-five team. Has had to forfeit its that, next two games. Yeah. They don't have enough players, and as a result, they're going to be holding open tryouts. Right here in the middle of the season to try to find enough players so they can go out and play the rest of their schedule. <laughs> that, 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 that is so crazy. That is, I've I, I can't say I as I said I don't know if I've ever I don't know heard, if I've ever heard of that either. Of I mean most team, I mean they've already they, the reason why they're having these open tryouts is because yeah they won't have enough beyond the two games right so, they've already forfeited their next two games but they may have to forfeit more games. Most women's college basketball team, the Aztecs, have 15 kids on the team. Yeah. So if eight of them got injured, which is uh, you know ridiculous, they would actually still have enough players to at least shoot up and play a game. But that's what I guess what happened with TCU. They have so many injuries, so many you know people have gone down. They can't even play. Yeah, there was some. There that was is some, so weird. There was some confusion as to what you know. The reason they had it's it's literally all injuries. There's no academic issues. There's no anything. It's just really poor luck for yeah. a university to have this many athletes hurt all at the same time. Yeah. So speaking uh, it, of, if you if you if you can afford to get your daughter down to, to Fort Wayne and you think Fort she can Worth, a yeah, Fort bit, Worth, yeah, go down. Fort Worth, yeah, Fort Wayne will land you in Indiana, <laughs> yeah. so that you won't be there. <laughs> You'll be in the wrong state. Touche. Yeah. Get her get her down there. Get down to Fort Worth. Try out for basketball. You could be a college basketball star before you know it. Speaking of women's college basketball, Aztecs this morning played UNLV. Uh, UNLV, my goodness, they have won 29 games in a row now in the conference. They beat the Aztecs 67-60. to 60. Pretty good game. The Aztecs played really well, Tony. Just shot terrible. Mm. You can't. You got to make a shot if you're going to pull off an upset. Yeah. And uh, they, I think they shot three of seventeen from the arc, and that's not enough to upset a top twenty-five team. So, Stacy Terry uh, Hudson's team. I, I thought they played a really good game this morning, but they played uh, some not good enough ball. to beat UNLV because they couldn't make shots. You got to make some shots to knock off a team. You'll be happy to notice, no guys, that um, I opened my uh, broadcast today. By saying, the champ is here. Because <laughs> UNLV has won the last two championships. So I borrowed from you guys Great job. for my uh, my lead-in to my broadcast today. We might have to pull that clip The right champ there. is here. But uh, UNLV is still the champ after they win their 29th in a row. Uh, conference play 29 in a row. I think they're 15-1 and one now this season. They're having a great year. And, uh, you know, the Aztecs will go back to work uh 
on Saturday with their next game. But uh, that's uh, neither here nor there. Uh, tonight, uh, we'll see what happens with the Aztecs and Nevada. The thing with the Aztecs on the men's side, uh, Ziegler had it in his story today. They've won something like 23 in a row or something like that following a loss uh. when their next game is at home. So that they got that going for them, but that doesn't mean you can just roll out the ball and win the game. You still got to, you know, do the things necessary to win the game. But the Aztecs have been really good at not letting one loss turn that, into two. That's a credit to Coach Dutch. It is. I mean, when they're when you're in a, in this spot, uh, this you're on this pedestal that the the Aztecs are on. It's very easy to start a reading your 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 own press clippings. Um, and, and you know things a bad laws can can snowball on you, right? Uh, but yes, that th- happens a lot, happens. especially in college. Yeah. These are not professional players. Right. Don't forget that. And, and the they're fact making that, more money than professionals, but they're still not <laughs> professionals yet. <laughs> the fact <laughs> the fact that they've been able to uh, find a way to to kind of stop that from happening, yeah, I think is a testament and a, and a you know a testament not only to Coach Dutcher, but his staff and the players for. Locking in the way they do after a loss, and I I won't expect anything differently from from this Aztec squad. No, they, they seem pretty hell bent on uh, moving on. You know, I, when we had Miles Bird on the other day, he was good. He avoided Did even taking bait about referees or yeah. He he wanted no part of it. He said you you go out, you get beat by twenty. There isn't anything to be said. So, yeah, but I said it for him. The refs <laughs> were, were really bad. Yeah, they yeah, were really we're, bad we're, in that game on Saturday. Uh, by the way, speaking, we'll stay with college basketball. Our old friend Nate Oates is back in the news today, the Alabama coach. Now, remember last year, oh, Nate. he was under criticism because of the way they handled the whole situation with the uh, with the great player they had. And I, I'm, I can't remember his name now. He was the number two overall Brandon. pick. Oh, yes. Thank you, Scraby. Brandon. Shows how much we he's remember with the, he's about He's with the Hornets. Incident. He got yeah. drafted by the Hornets. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Uh, he, was a, he was their big star player. And remember, he was involved. Brandon in Miller. The, Brandon, Brandon Miller. Miller. Thank you, Scraby. Well done. And you looked that up quickly. Um, I wish you were as attentive to the rest of the show that quickly. (laughs) Well, he was locked in right there. You said said Nate Oates, and I was like, oh, here, let's go. That was his TMZ moment. That was his keynote word. But Nate Oates, the way he handled that last year, and even some of the things he said, and everybody remembers the shooting incident, and he kind of brushed it all aside. And I I said in midseason, man, would it be great. If the Aztecs could run into Alabama and knock you them sure off did. in the tournament, and they ran into them and they knocked, knocked old Nate Oates. But last night, Nate Oates pushes a player from Missouri. And yeah. I mean, it was a good shove, Tony. Yeah. It wasn't just a yeah. little happenstance push. He shoved the kid away from the Alabama bench, uh, the Missouri forward, Aiden Shaw. Uh, he and uh, one of the Alabama players basically get just kind of kind of hooked up with each other, and they were jawing at each other, which I think you see all the time. But what you don't see is a coach stand up and shove the Missouri player. I, I hope he got a technical foul. I don't even know, but I do know that the SEC today, Commissioner Greg Sankey, publicly reprimanded him. That's not enough to keep this from happening again. This is a... This is a uh, a finable offense. I mean, you're supposed to be a uh, you know a re- representative for young men out there, and yeah. you're supposed to be bigger and better than that. Nate Oates continues <laughs> to just not impress me in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, a lot of times, you know, 
we we have to reserve our you know kind of turn the other cheek at type attitude as it pertains to the players because in competition that can that kind of stuff happen it does however for a a, a coach uh, you you are supposed to be a leader of these young men that's and right Thank your you. your your reaction has to be different than what the players are now nba a little different but but certainly in college sports yeah, you, you, the, these are, are young people you are, are guiding in yeah. some ways. And, and so and to go you out and do what he did. If you saw the video, you know what we yeah, mean. Yeah, it was no not doubt. just a little push. It, it was wasn't a like a, a big skirmish. Shove. Yeah, it wasn't like a big skirmish. Two guys got hooked up. There was some barking. Yeah. And usually there is a peacemaker that comes coach in as a coach. Separate. Separate. Right. right. But a full-on two-handed shove. Yeah, it was totally you know out of line. Now, um, you know, I don't want to apologize immediately after. Sure. But that's it doesn't matter. I mean, you know, if you punch somebody in the face and they go to the hospital, I'm sorry, the guy's still lying in the hospital with a broken face. Uh, I mean, Woody Hayes, the famous Ohio State football coach, basically was kicked out of coaching at the end of his career because he punched a Clemson player during a Gator Bowl game in the 1970s. Now, I'm not calling for Nate Oates to be kicked out of coaching, but, you know, a, a, a harsh fine, a enough. public recommend, slap on the wrist, please. You know, I am all about the, the Nate Oates conversation right now, but... However. I will say, I'm not as mad about this as you guys are, and I was hiding my, my um, reaction because... Why is that, Scrape? Because he's all he's really doing. It's not a two handed push like Chris says. It's no, a, I said no that. Tony. I said oh, that. I'm sorry. I said, sorry, sorry. I, said that. I, I talked to Chris. It's, a one, it's a one hand, pretty strong shove. It, it's more of a, and you could tell the players going back too. So he's kind of leaning into like the all shove. Right. I can't believe I, he's sticking up for this. Should he have ever done that? <laughs> no, but it's not that big of a deal. I, I, it is I, a I big deal. I personally don't disagree with you in terms of that part. But I've done that to you just trying to get through a door. He's still, he is still a coach. And a leader of young men, and I get all that. That is where I don't think you get it. I think I, think I do get it because you're standing up for him and saying it was just a little thing. It because was not. That's not a little thing. I'm just tired of how we have to turn everything into a deal. Everything, yes, yes. every you know, little you, thing. You, and you, I do you, that. I was about to say you are straddle. You are a, a fence straddler right now. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> that's painful. That's painful. But I, if he were to like push the guy and say get back. Then like it's I would what be, he did. It's what he did. No, but he you didn't like, think he did that. It's kind of like a forearm shiver. Yeah, you like, you're, get away from you my process bench. that as like all right. You back saw up, something different than I saw. I, 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 okay, I just retweeted at Matt Scraby, but I I am watching this over and over. Where'd you and get it? And I watched it, at? it over and over last night. It's called the the comeback. You can just go to my Twitter. Where, where'd you get it at? The video? Uh, uh, yeah. On Twitter. All right. Let me go, just go, let to, me my, go, just go to my page, at Matt Scraby. I just reposted it. Well, Tony's got the bottom line correct here. Yeah, I think that's the You are the, the leader of young guys. You can't do that. He admitted afterwards that he was out of pocket. But to me, that's not a good enough excuse. But, you know, also, I don't like anybody who coaches Alabama. So we know that <laughs> going in. All right, coming up on the show today, uh, we'll keep you up to date with any and all baseball news. There simply really isn't any today, other than the fact that the Padres, I guess, are one day shorter to Scraby losing his mind because they haven't filled the needs that they need to fill. Well, I mean, we're don't don't act like I'm the only one who's it's got January questions. January okay? seventeenth, man, yeah, time when, is running out. When does spring training start? Less 
Then a month from now, they have and two outfielders on their 40-man and roster. And they got uh, they got two pitchers last year during spring training, if I'm not mistaken. I do believe, and I've said this before, that AJ's going to figure it out because he can't just go into the season with two outfielders. But who in the world are going to be those outfielders? No, we'll find out. Once we find out, we'll let everybody in on it. The, May, the NFL playoffs... Divisional round is coming up this weekend. Marcus McNeil with his weekly visit coming up on the program a little bit later. He will uh, give us his thoughts on what happened in the wild card round and what it's like to play in minus seven degree weather. That's all coming up. Daily Gambit, Big Five. Chris versus the fans. Big day, Wednesday till six. Gwen and Chris, 97.3, the fan. 222. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Sello, Matt Scraven. So I went back and I went and looked at the Nate Oates video, and uh, I agree with Scrape. Whoa, whoa, whoa! However, however, the point still remains that he's a head coach. He got he, his his actions have more weight to him than the players do. And but although, you didn't think the shove was all that much. I didn't think the shove was all that much. It was more than it should have been. Okay, it was enough for us to like pay attention to it. It wasn't like he. Like put his hand on each player's chest and kind of remove both of them. He kind of pushed one and like pointed them to his like, his bench. Get to your bench. Like get over there. Yeah. Like, just, Off with your head. That's kind of he, what he did. He clearly knew it was too much. That's why he apologized after. So yeah, Scraby. No, I said the same thing as Tony. I said it wasn't a big deal, but he shouldn't do it because he's a coach. No, Chris, you you left that out. Chris, you were out on an island. No, he's not. No, he's not. The only thing he could have done worse than that was take out a gun and shoot the kid. Oh, my goodness. Bowsers. It was brutal. Brutal, I said. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Nate Oates, get him out of here. Um, (laughs) Where do you go from that, Tony? I don't don't know. know. (laughs) I I left everybody in a a troublesome spot after that comment. Uh, Real quick. Not real quick. We're going to have to get into this because, Chris, I'm afraid your worst worst nightmare is on its way. What's that? Don't know if you saw this, but uh, Amazon uh, is to invest in Diamond Sports as part of the bankruptcy deal. Uh-oh. Um, the games are going to be streaming. It says, under the terms of the restructuring agreement, Amazon will make a minority investment in a diamond and enter into a commercial arrangement to provide access to diamonds content via Prime Video. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. This is not a knock on um, Don Orsillo or my great friend Mark Grant. But I'm not going to watch much Padre baseball if they're going to stream every game. Now I'm not going to give it three and a half hours of my time every night. I can't. Hold on. Hold on. Don't have the ability to do that. Don't have the time to do that. Before he goes down this hole. You were going down a a rabbit hole. I was trying to stop him. Uh, It has nothing to do with the Padres. Right. It's only about the teams that are already under contract with Diamond Sports. What are the Padres under contract with? MLB. Ah, okay. It's going to be the same experience as last right, year. I was, I was, good. I hadn't got to that part yet, but I All was right, going good. to read. Customers right. will you were be going able, down a rabbit hole. He was I going, down. going down a rabbit yes, hole. You were. <laughs> no, I'm down that rabbit hole. I'm already at the bottom of that hole. As soon as they. Start streaming all sports. My watching of sports is going to dissipate drastically. They I, are all. They there's are, no way. I just can't. Yeah. You're Based, not going to give up sports. Chris. I'm going to give up sitting there and watching a game from start to finish. I, I bet. Well, the Miami Kansas City game. It was awful for me to have to watch it, but. 
I don't like to sit through commercials and now they've got replay reviews, which go on for 20 minutes at a time. Uh, regional sports can't cons- do that, Tony. Regional sports content will also <laughs> remain available on cable and satellite providers. So yes, you are okay. You won't have this um, pulling away from sports doesn't have to happen yet. So you got some time. Right? I got a little time, but the time is running out. <laughs> it's t- it's I don't ticking. think I'm going to make it to my deathbed. Ahead of all sports being pay-per-view streamed events. Oh, I get it. I think that's going to happen far before my days of watching sports are over. I think that they're they're, they're still offering it over regular channels like uh, satellite or cable, and so I think I think there's money to be made there, and that will keep that part in. How business long do for you think this lasts? How long do you think it is before? The full turn of. I hope it's like four more years, but uh, that you, might be you, risking you, it. You think that it, it it's four years is a lot? Yeah, you thought me. it was. You thought it was nasty that the NFL put one game on streaming this year. They're so happy with it, they'll probably put at least three on next year, and then you know, four or five years, forget about it. The funny thing is, yeah, I'm not trying to call you guys out. But you're arguing against me as if I'm making a lone stand here. There is no way I can be the only person who doesn't want to see sports you're move not. to full-time you're, streaming. You're just the closest in proximity. I yeah. mean, that's, that's no, the I only know. reason okay. why you're we're, the we're, face we're, we're of, using you. But you don't mind. You don't mind sitting there. I mean, you well, I mean, you've got kids. You got to deal with that. Don't you like pausing the game and going to take care of something and coming back to the Laker game if you have to? For sure. For sure, you can still do that on stream, I, though. I, I, for, for for my Laker game, <laughs> not easy, not easy. <laughs> you definitely like for YouTube TV, for instance, right? Okay, you can. I can still record a Laker game, and when I come back to it, I can still fast forward through. Now I can't do it in live time, like you, okay. you can. You know, with somebody where you know watching the prime game, but why not? You can hit the pause button and it will stop. I'm saying you can hit the pause button. Can you? Is yeah, that what yeah, we're talking about? Yeah, but then can you fast? For, is it still? Are you? Do you have the controllability? Yes. To fast forward through even the shortest of breaks. Yes, because you know if why. If you've paused it, if you've paused and well, given it time. Also, so, on my phone, I have been watching a Thursday night football game here, getting in my car, so I. Take it off my phone, and then when I get home, I open it back up. It says, do you want to start from where you live were. or where you were? Yeah. And then if you click where you were, then you can start. I've had that right. happen to me, too. Hmm. I have not yet had any of that happen to me. I barely know how to get the game onto my phone, let alone have any of the rest of that stuff. Please support me out there. They're going to take sports out of your hands. They're going to make you watch commercials and replay reviews, and 20-minute injury timeouts. It's all in your future, and you're not going to be able to do anything about it. I, I can't I, be alone. I think this is – I will say this. I think this – there is longer than four years for you. You do. And here's oh, me why. Too. Me too. Here's right. why. Because cable and satellite at this point, they are – their last-ditch effort is is sports. So my guess is that they're going to try to hang on to that as long as they possibly can. Now, oh, please. until the until the te- the the organizations, and when I say organizations, I mean MLB, NFL, who is until they figure out, especially MLB, how to monetize that 
for in their best interest, they're going to keep taking the bag that the satellite folks exactly. and the TV are offering. Well, you know what? Because that's their only hope to survive. And I don't think the other ent- the, uh, other entities have figured out how to monetize it. You know what? A lot of pe- a lot of people like to donate to charity. Sign me up to donate to the bag that belongs to the cable TV companies. I'll give them as much as I can to <laughs> pay for the keep sports. the sports on the cable. Uh, Michael on the chat would like for me as to play usual. This. As usual, I'm self serving, yes. only donating to myself. Yes, Michael from the chat would like me to do this to you, Chris. Chill, son. Because you need to chill out. This is not that big of a deal. It's a it's, huge deal. You can still I don't watch know why the game you don't think it's TV. a huge deal. Because you can still watch the game on TV. You, all right, if there's, all right, look, let me just lay this out for you. If there's one game on and one game only, you can pause it. I, I Okay, I'm going to agree with you. You can pause it, go away for an hour, come back, and then watch it at your pace. Here's your problem. Here's your problem. If there's six things you want to tape or four games you want to tape, how do you do it? You can't do that. Well, you need to you get, now have to you make need up to get your a mind. life if you're streaming four games at once. Oh, I'm that's a, that's totally not it's, it's accurate because I know you crazy. do. You, it's kind of crazy. I watch Red Zone, but I don't have like four TVs going at once. But I don't Chris, have four TVs going at once either. But I know a lot of people go, that have at least two on Prime, and you've complained to me yourself. That you don't like watching Prime right. Video because during a commercial you can't switch you're channels. Right. But if you're watching the game on Prime, you don't need your DVR to record it because it's being recorded through Prime. Isn't that wonderful? Well, I mean, it sounds I, pretty good to me. We said all that to say it's coming in baseball at some point. <laughs> we'll, we don't know when that is. All right. Uh, let's get to break. I'll tell you one thing. If, <laughs> if Prime Video was in my face right now, I would do a Nate Oates and <laughs> shove them away. Hey, a, a face shove? If yes. we're talking about big business and monopolizing this entire world, then let's go all for it. I have a rant prepared for the Scraby Show all about Amazon. Did you know that they started as an online bookstore? Yes. And now they are streaming sports and acting like they're the high and mighty Sounds for saving like baseball. A, a, a small business that turned into a big business. Way too big of a business. That's up for debate. Let's get to break. It's not. When we come back, we get into the divisional round. Nope. No, we don't. Did I write it wrong on the sheet? Yes, you did. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. I was all fired up. Yes, we're going to recap. Or no, we're going to do Marcus McNeil. I did not write it wrong. Wouldn't that be the divisional round of the playoffs? I'm sorry. I'm going to back out of here. That was going to be a good. Actually, Tony's right. That was going to be a good tease. And now, no, know, no, no, you're it's, right. It's just poopy poop. I'm all thinking about Chris and streaming and Amazon. Don't blame it on me, <laughs> Chris. Don't you dare. More Gwen and Chris on the other side. I just hope people see what's been going on on the show today. Because I, I, I read the criticism. I hear it. I read it. It's in Twitter. It's in my mailbox, my inbox. Is that what he's been doing over there? Chris, you're so mean to Scraby. Stop it. Well, if you pay attention to what's happening on the show so far, we've been here for 35 minutes plus. <laughs> I have basically brought up a couple of points. Yep. And Scraby, just for the hell of it, has decided to oppose me vociferously on every strong point that I make. Quite strong. Even though he himself 
hates streaming football games and watching them on Prime Video. Yeah. But he has conveniently forgotten that just so that he can oppose me. The, the this that- is what I deal with all the time. <laughs> Here's what I would like to tell my good friend Chris Ello. I do not like watching them on Prime, but I don't care if I have to watch them on Prime. I will do that. That's no You're problem. You're willing to make the adjustment. Yeah, because I do really like that next-gen stat channel that I watch all the time. And... They need to get a new guy that pops in. I'll v- gladly volunteer to be the new next gen stat guy because <laughs> the guy who's doing it right now. I'm sorry, you're not very good, but I think I will do it. And it, that's it's not. Here's the thing. Here's the difference between me and you. I have a uh, a wife who tends to come up with honeydew thoughts mm. midway through just about every game I've ever tried to watch. That is a fact. You don't have such a thing. No, you're absolutely right about that. I cannot speak on honeydews. Okay. Never had one. Anyway. You've never had a honeydew? No, no. You have never had one. Oh, yeah. No, I (laughs) Tony's had honeydews. You know, sometimes I think about you guys, and I think about um, how we've talked off the air before about how I've learned that maybe marriage isn't for me. (laughs) And this is one of those moments. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. My... uh, To that to that end, my Sunday was going along beautifully, and I was getting ready to watch the, I think it was the Buff. No, Dallas was on Sunday. Yeah, Dallas Green Bay game. When my wife called my attention to this long, rather heavy cardboard box that was sitting in the garage, it had been sitting there for a few weeks. Needed to be broken down. Needed to be built up. <laughs> oh, actually, yeah. no, oh. built. Bill, you got. Can you put that together for me? Oh, See, that's a perfect course. project for you to watch the game and do at the same time. No, it's not. Come on, no, oh, that's what I'm watching do. the game and doing that at the same time. I'm putting together my furniture while I'm watching. The I game. used my ability to DVR the game, and then spent the next hour building this shelf thing that, you know, it, the instructions say. Ages four and up can build this thing. <laughs> it's never ages four. It's never once been that easy in the history of building that We're stuff. We're definitely going to have to have a longer conversation about um, this one. Real quick, I will say that there is support for Chris on the chat, Emma Key 23 Consumers should have a choice, though, so I agree with Chris on that. Yeah. And I agree with that, too. Thank yeah. you. Don't right. ram it down our throat. Well, the Miami-Kansas City game, if you didn't see it, it was freezing cold. Andy Reid's mustache froze. <laughs> Minus 27, or so they say it felt like. And Marcus McNeil opened up his recap of the NFL playoffs with us, talking about not ever wanting to feel that way. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Yeah, really? Really? I just clicked it. And? It didn't do anything. All right. Really? Really? <laughs> uh, Would you like us to just reprise Marcus McNeil's interview ourselves? No, but I'm going to have strongly worded email to Adam after this. So. Ooh, yeah. yowzas. What happened there? I'm not sure because Take I'm us still behind trying the scenes. to figure this out. Well, I we recorded with Marcus before the show. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> I was I put it into the computer and when I went to play it, it just has a big red X next to it. So I think I got it now. Here's it couldn't Marcus possibly be user error, right? No, not this one. No user error. Because Never. it says his name and the date. It and, just didn't And it play. doesn't say user So if error. I click this and you don't hear anything, it's because a strongly worded email is heading to Adam. And it is that time each week where we visit with our uh, former All-Pro tackle, San Diego Chargers, our guy, Marcus McNeil, to talk National Football League. Marcus, let's start with weather. You're from the South. I imagine you played in some cold weather games, but what did that Kansas City-Miami game make you think of? I guess even the Buffalo-Pittsburgh game wasn't exactly warm, so... It's that time of year, but man, that looked really, really miserable out there. Oh man, that is the worst stuff to play in right there. You know, and I, I don't know if you noticed, but I'm, I'm a tropical brother, is what I like to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a tropical so, guy. So, so I like, I like to be warm when I'm playing, and it is nothing worse than playing in the cold. Like your muscles are stiff. Your feet are sore. The ground is frozen. Like just, just keep me as far away from the Northeast <laughs> and football season as possible. Marcus, I see often guys out on that field with no sleeves on, and I get that it's a, a, a kind of a mental warfare game, but that just seems quite ridiculous to go out there with no sleeves. And I, I, were you a guy that ever went out there with no sleeves? It's absolutely ridiculous, and no, I never, I never went out there with any sleeves. You know, we would have guys like you know Chris Dillman, Nick Hardwick, Jeremy Clare, Mike. Matter of fact, everybody except for me had off their sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm just like, listen, guys, like if, if I'm cold, I can't play. So you know, I'm just gonna keep these sleeves on, and y'all know how tough I am. So just deal with it. Yeah, I think you're tough enough. You don't have to prove it to anybody. You know, I watched the Hard Knocks, and they, they showed the Miami team getting ready for the game. I mean, rubbing Vaseline all over their bodies, uh, feet warmers, two pair of gloves, five shirts. 
And I still don't think it was enough, right? I mean, they just give you as much as they can, but there's just no way to combat that. There's no way to combat it. And, man, those little warmers, if you guys ever been skiing and, you know, you got the the body activated warmer, the little bean bags, I'm talking about you're stuffing them everywhere in every crevice you can find, like, just trying to catch them warm. Well, I mean, this, the playoffs so far has, has gone as scripted. I mean, so far we watched the Eagles completely collapse. Um, the Rams go down. Out of all of the games, the Cowboys implode. Uh, I mean, out of all of those, was was the Cowboys the most disappointing uh, of the teams that went out? Yeah, they, they, they had to be the most disappointing. And, and really because everything was set up in their favor. Yeah. We, we know they've been historically bad in the playoffs, but now they had the home game, you know. So there wasn't supposed to be any excuses and why they couldn't come in and win a playoff game being in Jerry World. So to see them just get dominated by such a young team, like it wasn't even close. I didn't even watch the fourth quarter. It was so bad. Yeah, it was bad. Now, if you're in a game like that, I mean, you're the Cowboy. Because I wonder, like, they had to look around at some point in the first or second quarter and go, my goodness, guys, we got to – we got to step it up. We got to get with it. But they seem like powerless to do anything. It was almost like they let it happen to them and they didn't do anything to stop it. I mean, it's 27 nothing. Dak still throwing picks. I, it was just a, it was really ugly to see. Yeah, I think the ugliest part is the, the way they get run on. Like, people just completely are able to impose their will on their run defense. And I just hate that for, for the Cowboys because. They've historically been a bigger, stronger team. Like, everything's bigger and stronger in Texas, right? So I just can't figure out why that run defense can't stop anything. Aaron Jones has had a field day on them. Chiefs, take out the Dolphins, and I'll have a, a Dolphin question for you here in a little bit. But let's start with the Chiefs. That's a team that really seemed like they had kind of lost their way. But – you know, although they ended up with four of those four field goals in that game against the Dolphins, it seemed like it was the first time in a while that offense was able to kind of move the ball the way we're used to seeing them move. Did, do you think they could have gotten their groove back in that game against the Dolphins? Uh, that's tough. I still think the elements was the biggest factor in mm-hmm. that game against the Dolphins. Uh, they they were doing a lot of nickel and diamond, you know, which is the Andy Reid offense where he's happy getting, you know, five to six yards of play because you can keep your offense on the field and continue to move the ball. But uh, as we've seen throughout this entire year, they're still missing that guy over the top. So I yeah. think that's still going to be a problem for them in the playoffs. I'll let Tony ask the Dolphins question. I want to ask about the Texans and C.J. Stroud and what you're seeing from this young quarterback Marcus, almost, I mean, throughout, you know, the, the history of the league, most rookie quarterbacks playing in their first playoff game do not play like that. I mean, he looked like he was in complete command. Uh, I mean, he was under some pressure, still throwing dimes. Cleveland had, you know, statistically the best defense in the league. They didn't look like it because CJ Stroud just picked him apart. I mean, how impressive were you? Were, you know, were, was it to see him do that? Well, I've already slotted him as the offensive rookie of the year, and it's not probably close. Maybe you might have uh, Nakua from the Rams who might be a little bit close. He had a monster year, too, but 
I mean, C.J. Scroud is like what I like to call him, kind of <laughs> like Bubba Gump says Scroud. I call him Scroud because he just he just looks so poised down wow. there, like for a young quarterback. And I just I love to see everything that's going on in Houston. You know, with having D'Amico Ryan's as a as a player coach doing great in his first year, C.J. Stroud, you know, just just lighting it up with confidence and. And then just that whole team kind of – it seems like the atmosphere and the culture is changing down there in Houston. And this, to be honest, the first time I've seen Houston be this good. Tua Tungavaiola is the is the quarterback for the Dolphins who struggled uh, and struggled mightily against good teams this year. However, you start to look at the landscape of quarterbacks. I see Miami really going anywhere else at this point. Uh, there doesn't seem to be another quarterback um, that could, you know, that you're going to get that is as good or better that's available. So do you think the Dolphins are, are kind of stuck with Tua these next couple of years? Yeah, I definitely think the Dolphins are stuck with Tua for a while. It's just not a quarterback-heavy league. You you have to go with what you got, especially if you have a decent quarterback. Everybody was getting on Cam Newton a few weeks ago about calling Tua a game manager, but it's a tale of the tape. He looks like a game manager. He looks like he can just, you know, complete passes. He he rides the momentum whenever they're up, and that's it. He's not really showing me anything spectacular from him at at a quarterback position that I would want. But, I mean, where do you go? You know, kind of like the Cowboys stuck with Dak. You know, you you got what you got. (laughs) Marcus McNeil is what we got, and uh, we love talking NFL with him. Uh, All right, Marcus, uh, looking ahead to the divisional playoff round, Baltimore is waiting for Houston. San Francisco is waiting for Green Bay. I I, I don't see an upset in either of these games, but at the same time, Houston scored 45 points last week. Green Bay scored 48 last week. I mean, they're going to be coming in hot. But do they have a chance against these two powerhouses? Oh man, uh, they are coming in hot. They're they're both young teams with young talent, and, and sometimes they can be naive to mm. uh, to their age, and, yeah. and, and that can be dangerous because they're going to come in with a certain level of confidence that that Baltimore and the 49ers is going to have to extinguish early. Uh, the one thing that I think uh, San Fran has going for them is that the harder their defense is their linebacker core. So I just don't see the Green Bay Packers coming in running the ball against San Fran, you know, uh, that effectively. And then, the, and then the same thing yeah. in Baltimore, you know, the, the strength of their team is – historically been their defense and they have a great defense this year as well so i think that they're going to give the the young pups some uh, some blues this week you know but kudos to these young guys coming out and playing and, and putting their snap on the league yeah ravens led by queen and and their linebacker and they force well. a ton of turnovers and cj stroud didn't turn it over ever There's so that's gonna be interesting definitely some good matchup but I, I, you have to say the primetime matchup is one that we've seen a couple of times now. Josh Allen going up against Patrick Mahomes. This time, Josh Allen gets the home game. How do you see this game shaping up? As Josh goes, the Bills go. Mm. If, <laughs> if, 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 if Josh comes out there and, you know, he's competitive and he's fired up and 
to me, I like to see him make plays with his legs. Uh, that kind of helps out his arm. He has a big arm, too, but the way he ripped off that 60-yard run this past week, that's a whole different layer to that onion that they have on that offense. So I, if he comes out playing like that, I'm giving the Bills a favorite in this game, especially going up to, to, to Buffalo. Last thing, uh, Marcus, the Detroit Lions hadn't won a playoff game since probably you were born. Uh, they finally win one the other day. There were people in the crowd crying. They were so, you know, tears of joy for the Lions to finally win one. Now they're home again, and they got the Buccaneers coming in. I mean, they might be able to make it two in a row. I, I've been really impressed with Detroit all year long. Do they have enough, you know, have what it takes to win one more? I like the Lions. I do like the Lions. They they look tough. You know, they're playing good old-school football. You know, that you could tell that their coach is tough. He asks a lot for them, you know, in training camp. You know, he still has them hitting and playing football. And now it's paying off dividends for them at the end of the season. So a lot of people are talking about the Bucks. You know, they always have that wonderful wide receiver core that's always tough for any team. But I think that a lot of people are giving the Bucks a lot of credit that Tom Brady bought to the Bucks in in the in the 20s. You know what I'm saying? Where he came in and won games for them, and he was the game manager, and he was the general on that field. Baker Mayfield's doing a great job this year, but I, I just think still think Detroit just has a fire that uh, they're going to be able to to, to exploit the, the Buccaneers when they come up there. Well, my friend, it is playoff time, the yes, best time indeed. of the year, and four more games this weekend. We love talking football with you, Marcus, as always. Thanks for your time, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, rub some Vaseline on my body just in case it gets cold. Anytime soon, I'll be prepared. <laughs> Thanks, Marcus. Thanks, my man. Quite, All right, fellas. Have a good one. Quite the visual. Yeah, not really what you wanted, huh? <laughs> I was going to say. Uh, Marcus McNeil. <laughs> it does get cold in the studio, Tony, but I promise I won't pull out the Vaseline. Uh, my, Marcus McNeil, always uh, fun to, to chat with. We'll talk to him again next week, see how these divisional playoff games go. We got to get to break. When we come back, a daily gamut. Plus, uh, we see some conversation that we're going to have to address that's going on in the chat right now. More going to Chris on the into the 3 o'clock hour we go. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Sello, Matt Scraby. Daily Gambit coming your way. See how uh, some of these bets shook out last night. Uh, but Scraby brought to my attention something that's uh, percolating in the chat right now. Now, Scraby, if, correct me if I'm wrong. There is some confusion on Padre games in terms of who is in charge, right? Yes, here I'm going to put the tweet or the comment up on the board. And it says, MLB is not backing the broadcast like last year. We are still waiting to hear if they will be on cable at all this season, which goes against what I was told not, by yeah, Jeff Sanders' Twitter It's earlier. not true. The MLB is handling the broadcast. However, they are not funding whether the 80% that they were yes. willing to do last year. Uh, but MLB is still... The, I guess, TV company that is in charge of those uh, of the Padre games, and as I was told, it'll be exactly how it was last year when Bally's 
folded for on the Padres side. I'm going with my uh, source on the matter, Tony Gwynn Jr. Yeah. <laughs> and if it's wrong, I'll blame Matthew Scraper. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. That's how I'll go about yeah, that doing was, that. That was the last that I had heard, was that MLB still would be handling it. They weren't going to be taking over the financial 80% that they did last year. Uh, but from a consumer standpoint... Everything largely remains the same. All right. Uh, Daily Gambit. Shall we get to it? Do you like money? I think about money a lot. Do you like money without doing anything? Uh, duh. Winning. Do you want to make money while watching sports? I think Washington is a mortal lock. Washington! Woohoo! If you answered yes, this is your segment. Just don't blame us when you lose. Nothing is ever your fault. It's your game. Take it. Gwen and Chris go through the top bets of the day in The Daily Gambit on 97.3 The Fan. Daily Gambit is our daily sports betting segment here on Gwen and Chris. Please, everybody, gamble responsibly. Uh, I would like to, I guess, bring everybody over to our YouTube. Derek Nelson on YouTube uh, commented and said that he didn't know that we were on YouTube, and he's been listening since the inception of Ooh, the show. The inception, and he had no idea what Chris and I looked like until today. Oh, he knew what you looked like. But Sorry about that. <laughs> I said, "Did we scare you?" And he said, "No, it's good. It's a good way to see you guys do the show." But if you want to watch us, YouTube ninety seven three the fans search that. Or with go all to due X respect, who is this, Derek? Yes, Derek. He's listened since the inception. Well, I don't Have know we his... not mentioned that we're on YouTube pretty much every day for the last I don't think this two is months? a time to attack Derek. <laughs> not attacking, just pointing out. No, but, uh, you know, I had someone tell me last week that they didn't know we were on YouTube. It's because they only listen, like, at ten minutes at a time because they're in and out, going to class, stuff like that. Yeah, so. well, you know, we are taught that, you know, the audience changes... Every every five minutes. Every five minutes. So we're going to start repeating ourselves every five minutes. That's true. All right. So let's get to the betting that we did last night. And Chris had us do Purdue as a nine-point favorite against Indiana. Uh, You guys chose Indiana, but Purdue cleaned up one by 21, 87-66. Yeah. Good for the Boilers. The Boilermakers. Finally uh, got a win on the road. Indiana must really be struggling because they got... They got their clocks clean. Yeah, bum rushed. And I didn't think Indiana. I figured Indiana at home got at least put up a fight. They did not. They and Zach Eady. I don't know that anybody can really guard that guy. He's just too big. Uh, Jaden Ladee could push him away from the basket. Oh, maybe you're right. Yeah, I mean he's big, but wait till he gets to the NBA and he looks like <laughs> a stick figure. I was thinking that because it never seems to work out for these huge college basketball players in transition. Not to the often. NBA. In today's game, it's probably easier as long as you can shoot to tray. Because if you can't, you got to go down. And, and even though you might have height, those dudes, that's grown men's down there. Man. Grown's men's. <laughs> grown's men's, man. <laughs> um, what is it? Life among the trees? Isn't that what they say? Sure, it's great. Something like that. Kansas minus seven <laughs> at Oklahoma State last night. You guys chose Kansas. I chose Oklahoma State. Kansas won even bigger Yowzers. than Purdue won by 24. Uh, 90 to 66. You guys win that one. Now, New Mexico and Utah State. I should have listened to Chris because Chris was right. You guys chose New Mexico. They were six point favor over Utah State, and they won by 13, 99 to 86. That's all they won by. I, I gave I, up they, on the I game did. when they were up by 30. I thought <laughs> I they. Was, I, was I didn't know it was even that close. That. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, give Utah State credit for fighting back. 
because that was New Mexico. I, they so were good. They were dominating. Yeah, but uh, I'll tell you one thing: whenever he made a basket against Utah State, House's reaction was nowhere near what it's like when he makes one against the Aztecs. I promise. You Aztec fans remember when they come to town? Listen, it, it comes with the territory, ladies and gentlemen. You That's get right. To, we're the we are the we are the we're hunted, the hunted team. Yeah, so, good point. Good Every point. team is going to be doing that kind of ridiculousness when they're having good yeah. games against them. All right. Next bet was the Clippers against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Clippers were six-point favorites. Uh, Chris and I chose the Thunder. Tony chose the Clippers for some reason, and Tony wins. They won by 11. Tony never chooses the Clippers. I had to he put my right. heart aside for, for a little bit. Clippers have been, uh, ever since we just ridiculed their acquisition of James Harden, and they lost, what, their first six games? Yeah. <laughs> They've been un- unstoppable. Well, it, uh, again, the irony in this is that the one dude who was hurt by the acquisition, James Harden, is also the one dude that made the sacrifice to say, you know what, I'll just come off the bench. Mm-hmm. And since then... He's doing that? Uh, Westbrook is. Oh, Westbrook. Westbrook's Westbrook the was bench. the one who had to basically... His game was the one that took the, the hit once. Okay. And when... They lost to seven straight. He apparently walked into the offense like, I'll come off the bench because the the lineup that we're throwing up there right now ain't wasn't it. working. No. It's working now. Yep. It's still the Clippers. Paul George is, is playing his tail all time, off right now. All time amazing achievement. Clippers win NBA championship. It it just those things don't go together. I, I, I hope it never happens. <laughs> I really do. Because you'll have to hear about it from your peeps. Well, then Tony just points at like the 25 other championships. Well, I don't you know, know that'll always be the, the oh, thing. The Lakers I can go will to, have the advantage, but the Clippers getting even just one getting one would, would, be something. would be worth 20 for them. I mean, you're I talking about what was honestly largely recognized as the worst franchise in sports for many years. Yeah. Not I listened, now, yeah, but I for listened many to years. that podcast about Donald Sterling and how he he, he wanted them the to ground. he wanted them to reuse the tape that they used <laughs> that, on their ankles. Yeah. He didn't understand the why they couldn't the, reuse it. That might be he the didn't line even of get the it. Like they yeah. tried to explain it to him, and he's like, "What?" <laughs> he's like, "No, just take, just it, take it, it off it and, and reuse it." it. Yeah. <laughs> and he also made players. I think they even had to buy their like all their equipment and stuff. It's craziness. Anyway, and he owned a multi-billion-dollar home in Beverly Hills. A couple. Right, and apartment but buildings. But he couldn't afford and- some tape. <laughs> well, no, that's not how you become a billionaire. Uh-huh. Sharks. Take, in- <laughs> your, take your advice. <laughs> yes. But I, that's why I spend all my money. That's why I'm not a billionaire. I make sure the people are taken care of. Sharks and Blackhawks last night. Chris and I chose the Sharks. The Blackhawks were uh, minus one and a half on the puck line. The Blackhawks won. It's but just oh, all of us all chose the Sharks. Sharkies. Uh, sorry, I put... Sharkies for Tony. Blackhawks won, but they only won by one, two to one. So yeah, no go. way the Blackhawks are beating anybody by more than one goal. I want to ask you one quick thing before we get into your bets, Chris. But I uh, was told today, I haven't looked at the 49ers and the Packers line. Uh, according to one of our coworkers, earlier today, the 49ers were nine and a half point favorites. And that shocked me. I thought it, it should be more like six and a half. No, I didn't know. It's Stop nine it, and a half. Scraby. It's nine and a half. It opened at ten. It's gone down a half point for the moment, but more people are going to be inclined to give the 10. Yeah. They have to put it up that high. If they only put it at 6.5, everyone Everybody would take, take the, the Niners. Yeah, for sure. Except for you. 
Because you have no confidence in your team, apparently. No, I have confidence. I'm just. Uh, you think I, nine I don't and a half like is too many? I, I well, I, that that was my first thought. I thought the Packers showed that they could play a little bit better than what nine and a half points is. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll find out. All right, Chris. What? All right, I got. Uh, well, we'll start with the Aztecs. They're six and a half point favorites over Nevada tonight. Coming off uh, the loss, Nevada's fifteen and two. Scraby. Oh man, you're going to go with Steve Alford and take the points. I feel like. Six and a half. It's a it's a few points. For, Actually, you know, Kirk Kenny sent teams. me a, a stat earlier, so let me get this because this is oh, going to you make got inside information. Kenny's giving you insight, huh? He, oh, well, he said it from the Mark Ziegler story today. The Aztecs have suffered back to back losses in the regular season only twice in the last five years in 128 games. They are 23 and three in their last 26 games, immediately following a loss, and have won 30 straight when the next game is at home. Thank you. It would be Mark so Ziegler. nice if you just listened to the show. Because I regurgitated that statistic earlier in the I thought broadcast. I heard it once before. Yeah, you did. You, Tony thought he heard it, but <laughs> no, way. it wasn't was sure. No, it was sad. No, I, I believe you. I was messing with the cameras earlier and all that uh, stuff. But, okay. All right. So I'm going to go with the Aztecs after that. You're going to do that after all that. All right. Well, I'm going to, I can't. I, I've, I've bet against the Aztecs in the past in the non jinx thing. But have you bet for. Mr. Alfred. Oh, good point. I'll take the Aztecs. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I can bet against the Aztecs and take points, but not with Alfred. Tony? Yeah, I'm taking the Aztecs. Taking the Aztecs. <laughs> that's a good spread, though. That's. Uh, I hope they can win that comfortably tonight. All right. Uh, number one. New number one in the country, UConn. They are home tonight. Also six and a half point favorites over top 20 Creighton. Mm. It's a good game. Uh, I'll go, I go first here. I'm going to take Creighton. Just because UConn has a couple of injuries, even though they're at home, they're due for a for a less than stellar game. Creighton keeps it close. Tony, UConn, UConn, yeah, they're kind of the bane of the Aztecs' existence. I hate to say, <laughs> they are. If it wasn't for them, we might have two national titles already. <laughs> Scraby, UConn, yeah, Huskies, thanks. okay. Lakers, Dallas. Wait, are they the Huskies? Yeah, they're the Huskies. Yeah, right? okay. I would have corrected you. Don't worry. That's true. Lakers and Dallas, 243.5 points. Under. I remember when the over-under for NBA games used to be about 200. Like, you know, would, would either team even score 100? Yeah, you get to 100. You, that, that's, that was a that big was a game. game. Now, 243. You said under. Under. Scraby. Do the math for me. Is that a one, 122 to 121? Is it 243? That's right. I'm going to go under then. All right. No, no, no. I'm going oh over. My over. Over. Every time I bet under, they go over. 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 Uh, final game on the board tonight. Scraby likes these, so I put them in for him. Got the best team in the NBA, the Celtics, taking on one of the worst, the Spurs. It's in Boston. Okay. Spread should Spurs probably even what, be more than... wins on the year? They got seven. Seven. They're way up there now. Been doing some work lately. Yeah. Detroit won the other night to get their fourth win. Hell has frozen Oh, that over. was funny because they beat the Wizards. And yeah. during the streak that they had lost, Kyle Kuzma had tweeted out something along the lines Uh-oh. of, you just don't want to be that team. Ah. And then, of course, the they Wizards were, one of those teams. were that team. That's why Good you don't job. tweet stuff like Kyle. that. <laughs> Good job. Kyle. <laughs> what are they favored uh, by? What do you think? Best team against one of the worst teams at home. The Celtics are home. 14. I'm say 18. 14, 18. Right in the middle. 16. 16. Okay. Boom. 16. 
It is Scraby's turn. Who are you going to take? I, Celtics I, minus 16 or Spurs? Spurs are playing better, apparently, so I'm going to go with the Spurs to at least lose by 15. The Celtics should be able to name the score, so I'll take them. Okay. Tony? Celtics. Celtics. All right, coming into today, by the way, Tony's 4-1. and one. Chris, 3-2. and two. Scrape, 2-3. and three. Yeah, Back on good. it. Not good. Yeah, you uh, you're back. Going, you were you had a slump there for a couple of weeks, but you're going good. All right, that's it. The uh, rest of the NFL spreads, by the way, Scrabby. If people yeah. might be wondering, nine and a half is also the Baltimore Houston spread. That seems right to me. That one seems right, but 49ers nine and a half. The seems reason it too much seems right you. is because C.J. Stroud's a rookie. They're already playing on borrowed time to begin with. You, like, right? You and, and Jordan Love is a rookie, and the right. Packers he's not are a playing. rookie though. He's a he's, he's like a, he's like he's a, a ninth year quarterback. He's a playoff. Rookie. He's like a ninth year quarterback. Okay. No, he's like I think fourth year. Hey, third by year? the way, you didn't put the Spurs down on the on the end of the bet. Oh, it doesn't matter. I'll just look up the Celtics score. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> All right. Google Dog Talk on the show. Both of those are nine and a half. Tampa Bay, Detroit, Detroit by six. And then Casey Buffalo, Buffalo at home, two and a Detroit half. Detroit by six, huh? See, Detroit should be the nine and a half. No, what? With Tampa Bay? I'm sorry. Detroit still, sh- I mean, I know they got their first win, but I don't know that you just. I have an idea how we can start wiping out some of the money that casinos have in Las Vegas. Make Scraby their odds maker. Ooh. <laughs> you don't that, seem to have a good that, feel for this. That'll be a win for the people, right? That's there. right. The people can take advantage. I think the Packers are going to be favored by seven and a half points. Then <laughs> All right. let's get to break. <laughs> when, when we come back, something's just so far out of control. They're not even worth. The, 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 you don't discussing. even address them. You yeah. don't even address them. Nick Saban gone. Some of his players are following. We'll discuss. <gasps> More Gwen and Chris. Hello, hello. 322. It's L-O. L-O. Tony Gwynn Jr. and Matt Scrape. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Never heard that? No, never. Only a million times. But it's my own fault because when people ask how I uh, pronounce my last name, I say hello. It's like hello without the H. So I kind of lead people into that. That was fascinating. It's not until you until you're filling out a form somewhere and somebody asks you your last name and you say hello and they look at you like you have four heads because they don't know how to <laughs> spell that or what that looks like. So you have to help. Yeah, Scraby same way, but well, yeah. And my phone, whenever you send a text, mm-hmm. and I've got my earbuds in. Uh-huh. You know how the earbuds will just tell you that you got a text. It pronounces it Scrabby. I know. Every iPhone person tells me that. <laughs> you just got Scrab- a text from Scrabby. Matt Scrabby. Yeah, Matt Scrabby why just texted you. Why does an iPhone, you know, ask before they pronounce my name? Ask. It's, it's Scrabby, not Scrabby. Does your phone ask you how to pronounce people's name? Uh, it just gets it right. So you, the Android doesn't actually talk to you? I don't have that setting, but yes, it does. Uh, it can. I just don't like that setting. Interesting. Uh, big name coaches have been moving on of late. <laughs> We're going to move on. Nick Saban, of course, left Alabama today. The second All-American starter starter yeah. to leave Alabama has uh, en- entered the transfer portal. Caleb Downs is a all-time great safety for Alabama. I love this note. Caleb Downs was a freshman this year. He's already predicted to be the top 
choice of the 2026 NFL draft. Well, you know who put him there. I'm sure of it. <laughs> Your guy. I'm sure Mr. Kuyper took one look at him and said, 2026, lock him in. He would know. He's, he's the one. This guy is one of the great safeties in the history of football. He is uh, now available, I guess, on the transfer portal. Why do I think he's not coming to San Diego State? Because um, he has already said that he's going to either Georgia or what was the other? He's going to go to Georgia. That uh, seems a little uh, seems a little weird. They were two top ranked schools. Yes. Oh, Ohio State was, oh, was oh, the other. Well, one. if you can't beat him, just join him. Yeah, he's going to take a big hit. Uh, I guess three Alabama guys have already left. Sophomore receiver Isaiah Bond. Big time player. He's going to Texas. Another another struggling school. Uh, starting left tackle Caden Proctor announced he's entering the transfer portal. He'll be replaced at left tackle by none other than the powerhouse shove master Nate Oates. <laughs> shove master, we've turned it into. Oh, now. I mean, he clocked the kid. <laughs> Kind of sad that Tony agreed with you on that one. <laughs> uh, anyway, there you go. Uh, Alabama's losing some guys. There's a nice story. Did we get into this yet? The NFL coaching carousel predictions? Uh, no. ESPN I Plus. I Again, saw it. You got to pay money for this. Yeah. But guess what? You don't have to because I pay it for you. NFL coaching <laughs> hiring predictions. Who's going to go where? There are seven openings right now in the National Football League. I told our guy Adam Klug about these predictions. The and was the first, he happy with it? The first two, he wasn't. He, he, He's not happy He wants with one it. and two to be flip-flopped. Okay, well, give it to us. Uh, Atlanta Falcons are going to end up with? Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. Oh, really? According yeah. to ESPN+. Plus, that's I thought Jim guess. Harbaugh was now the, the hot name. No, well, the, the Padres. The Chargers are the number one team, number one vacancy. And that is, of course, where Jim Harbaugh is predicted. Yeah. To land. ESPN says Harbaugh will wind up with the Chargers and Belichick will wind up with the Falcons. We'll see if that turns out. I will say this if Jim Harbaugh does it, he's going to face the biggest test of his life. <laughs> he's going to find out. He, if he thought can really turning do this. USD into a football program was something. <laughs> he thought turning Stanford from a 43 point underdog into a Pac 12 champ was something. Wait till he gets a load of working under the cloud of Spanos. It's a, uh, I mean, if you, that's what he ends up doing. I was having this argument with uh, with Adam Klug out there, uh, okay. of whose roster was was better. The Falcons yes. are the Adam Chargers. Adam Klug, not that he's a homer on this, <laughs> but he says the Falcons have a better situation than the Chargers do. And I said maybe if you're counting ownership, but if you're just strictly counting the roster, I don't know. Chargers seem like they have better players than the Falcons. I would say His so. other point was that the Falcons are in a weaker division. That is true. You could con- you know, maybe contend quicker. But, you know, Adam sees things from a deep south point of view. <laughs> yeah. I do think that the NFC South is way easier. It's, it definitely is. I mean, you don't have to deal with Patrick Mahomes. Right. You don't have to. Well, we don't. It's the really, rest of that division is not very say, good. The, the, the quarterbacks are, you know. I mean, Denver's going to be a mess for a while, it would appear. Anyway, the other five openings, if you're wondering, the only one that really might stick out, they're predicting Mike Vrabel will go to Seattle. And really? uh, yeah, that's what the prediction is. I'm not again. I'm, right. All predictions. They're saying the Raiders will end, uh, end up main. You know, uh, staying, staying with, with Antonio, Antonio Pierce, Pierce right? And should. then the other three teams: Carolina, 
Washington, and Tennessee will all wind up with guys that are currently assistants around the league. Ben Johnson, so, one of those. Uh, ben Johnson's one. Vincey or Aaron Glenn, not Vincey Glenn, the former Aaron Charger, Glenn, the but Aaron Glenn, coordinator for the Lions. Lions, he's one, and Bengals OC Brian Callahan. Those are the three current assistants. What is he any relation to? Was it Bill Callahan? Bill Callahan, the maybe offense, so. A lot. Of, I mean, the coaching tree yeah. is very familial, so it could very well be correct. Uh, anyway, that's what they all predict. ESPN will get a couple of those right, but I, I. I hope for Harbaugh's sake he's smarter than that. Although he likes to prove people wrong. Yes, God, he does. I can't see the Spanos is leaving him alone to let him work his magic. But don't worry. He'll tell them to go away. <laughs> as, as he did uh, York uh, back when he was with the yeah, 49ers. Him and Jed York did not get along. And basically, anytime Jed York was around the team and Jim Harbaugh didn't want him there, he would call a team meeting and say, leave. Wow. Interesting. I like it. Well, Harbaugh may be successful. <laughs> he then. might be cut for for he this might one. Might be a cut for this one. Good luck, Jim Harbaugh. If you wind up with the Chargers, good luck, Keenan Allen. Better start practicing the fade route. <laughs> so we know Harbaugh loves to go to that when he's down on the goal line. Worst play in pro football. All right, uh, we have oh our NFL picks from the beginning. Is that what you got, Scrape? You yes. dug up our preseason NFL picks. That's fun. It's not. It's embarrassing, but it's fun. You know, we we to go back and see what we thought at the beginning of the season and how much of it came true. Yeah, we weren't too far off, but there are some really good ones in here. There always is. Yeah. All right, we're going to do some of that when we come back. Again, the baseball news. If you're wondering, you're Padre fan. You're tuning in. You want the latest. You got the latest. There's the, the all quiet on the Western Front for the Padres. So great movie. We'll keep you up to date. Really? Which one? Which the newest version? one? The, the newest, newest one. one. I mean, the see. old one's good too, but the new one's pretty good. I liked it. World. Right. That's your. That's your. No, 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 no. I mean, World War Two movies are great, but World War One was. I wouldn't want to be in that war. I mean, wouldn't want to be in any war. But if you're gonna. Watch a World War One movie, either 1917 or... All I was going to say 1917 was quite good. That was good. Quite good. Um, all right. I, I want <laughs> Sorry you, Speaking that. of this, do you want to... I want you to go see Poor Things. Can I... Can I'll pay for your ticket. Okay. And I want to see you what you think of the most ridiculous, <laughs> goofy movie of all time. By the way, somebody chatted right yesterday that it's a great movie, but I can understand why Chris doesn't like it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Why yeah. do you think they said that? Because I'm not... Cool enough to like an artsy film well, I like think that? They Why know do you, you think enough. they mention that? I think they know you enough to know that you probably wouldn't like an artsy film, like you said. But it's not artsy. It's just stupid. <laughs> I like artsy movies when they're good. You're saying this one's just weak. So dumb. IMDb gives it an 8.4 out of 10. Don't care. Let me see what Rotten Tomatoes is. <laughs> Don't because care. Ro- Rotten Tomatoes is hit or miss Scraby, for me. you got to go see this, and then I'll get your report on it. Oh, wow. Uh, of course, the critics said 93%, and the audience said 82%. Yeah. So, All right. Well, if you're paying, I'm, I'll, I'll go. I'll go to a discount. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. A matinee. <laughs> go to a matinee. More, First... Gwen and, more Gwen and Chris coming up. Two, three, seven on the clock. Tony Gwynn Jr., Crisello, Matt Scraby. Did you say two? I did. <laughs> Hawaii time. 
<laughs> Alaska time. Three three seven on the clock. Three thirty seven. Tony Gwynn Jr. Chris Ello, Matt Scraby. Uh, this is a, a segment that uh, generally ends in embarrassment for Chris and I. Uh, but I will only be I will be spared half of the embarrassment for whatever reason as we go through our preseason football picks for the year. Uh, before we do that, let's check a little traffic. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. All right, real quick before we get into this, I want to say congratulations to one person. And that would be Braden Soprenit. We announced oh, today yeah. that Braden is going to be hosting a show, the Braden Soprenit Show, Sunday mornings from 8 to 10 a.m. after the Super Bowl. But he's going to begin with some Saturday shows until then. So this weekend on Saturday, you can listen to Braden from 11 to 1 on 97.3 The Fan SD, or yeah, 97.3 The Fan and YouTube. So just make sure you go to go and make sure you watch him on the weekends. He'll start his Sunday shows after the Super Bowl. But well-deserved. We have live and local radio beginning to grow out of every tentacle of 97.3. I wonder if Braden Soprenant will take my advice and call his show the Braden Soprenant Experience since you have declined to accept that we as a name for your show. We can't have shows. we got to have an experience. One's got to be an experience. But we're very got to be a show. We're very different. The Scraby Show. Or something cool. Why do I sound like Lori? Why do I sound like Lori? So go to 97.3 The Fan SD. Look for this this uh, X post and, uh, re- and retweet it and tell everybody about it. So very I have happy a question while you're here. Yeah, what's up? How is the Scraby experience going? Well, first off, people do call it the Scraby experience. <laughs> <laughs> they should. Sticking. Well, last night, oh, I should pull this audio of me. Um, last night, I had a coughing fit during the segment. And I couldn't, I had to go to break in like the middle of a segment. You couldn't. <laughs> because you could. I couldn't pull myself together. And I'm the only person in this room during yes. that. So there's no I one else. I have the good fortune when I have one to be able to throw it to you. Yeah, maybe I'll pull that audio for later. But um, the Scraby show is going great, I think. Good. Um, Comes up good following reviews. our show every night, 6 yes. to 7. Yes. That's Thank good you. to hear. Yeah. Glad to hear you. Lori did ask. Uh, you know, you wanted to poke fun at Lori. No, I wasn't. Earlier, I was poking fun at you. But Lori actually, <laughs> Lori actually asked me to ask you how the Scraby show was going. She was uh, interested. Yeah, that, I will Scraby? say this. I will say this. That an hour goes real quick when you're by yourself. I can imagine. When I mean, you're by when yourself. You're, you do four every day. Every day. So one is probably... During the season, it's not going to be so bad, but I'm going to do like different podcasts and stuff because Padres are going to preempt it. But anyway, that is what's going on with our station, and I'm proud to be a part of it. I'm looking forward to the Braden Soprenant experience. I'm going to get one of you to call your show that. (laughs) Apparently apparently so. All right, let's get into some of our preseason NFL picks, and we're going to get into it with the AFC West. The division winner, we all chose the Chiefs, and that was correct. Yeah. Now, I don't remember who last place was in the division. It was the Chargers, right? Oh, yeah. Chargers got Chargers last. Chargers ran away with it. Oh, yeah. because the Broncos made a run. Yeah. I don't think any of us picked no, that. No, uh, it was Raiders for Tony and I, and then it was Broncos for you, Chris. And you almost had it there for a little bit, Chris. But um, Yeah, Sean Payton uh, 
pulled himself out of the muck yes. long enough to finish out of the Chargers. The MVP of the v- division, we all said Mahomes, and I guess we're going to have to say Mahomes was correct there because he led his team to a division title and the playoffs. Who else would have it been? I yeah. don't know. Not not Russell Wilson. Not Justin Herbert. No, was, it wasn't. Let's no. He's not even really in good standing with his team anymore. Not no. for none of his doing. No, no. Uh, the breakout star of the AFC West. We all had three separate people: Mike Williams for Tony from the Chargers, Kadarius Tony for Chris. That was tough. Um, he's still offsides. <laughs> yes, he is. And he, I chose. He, he single-handedly ruined the greatest play in NFL history, according to his quarterback. Right, because nobody's ever shown that play again. Now. We we won't ever see it. Right, and yeah. it would have been shown a million times. I didn't choose anyone better. I chose Sky Moore, who seems to be a bust of a draft pick for the Chiefs at this point. Yeah. Uh, the breakout star. We came to agreement during the break that Rasheed Rice is the guy for I the AFC West. So. This guy looks like he might be the next guy for me. I want homes. him on my fantasy team next year. I do. Uh, Last category for the AFC West, biggest disappointment. Tony said Justin Herbert. Chris said Justin Herbert. I said Sean Payton. Uh, You might have got this one right, man. Sean Payton. He didn't make a comeback late in the year, and they had a shot late in the year. So I can't say that Sean Payton was a disappointment. I can say that Justin Herbert was a disappointment because they didn't make the playoffs. He got hurt, and they didn't win many games. Yeah, but uh, nobody blames him. Wasn't his fault. He's perfect. He, I don't know what he's done. Yeah. Can we say the biggest disappointment would be Brandon Staley, the head coach? Only he, if we didn't expect him to be right. We, we knew okay, that good was point, happening good point. from the beginning. Well, we'll leave that a, one up to uh, your opinion out there. Next would be the NFC West. Division winner, Tony, Chris, and I chose the Niners. That is correct. Last place, we chose the Cardinals. That is correct. Hey, we hit one. Now, the MVP, you guys chose CMC, and I should have just gone with you guys. I went Nick Bosa. CMC. Cute there. Yeah. CMC, the MVP of the NFC West. Mm -hmm. Breakout player, gotta be Puka Nakua. Tony, although, has one that could rival Puka, but Puka took took it over. Yeah, Puka. Tony said Jackson Smith and Jigba of the Seahawks, which I kind of agree with. He had had a a couple of moments. Chris and I said Kenneth Walker III. He had some moments, but he was mostly underwhelming. Uh, Biggest disappointment in the NFC West, Tony (laughs) went with Brock Purdy. Which I was we're talking about the Ravens game. Yes, that was a huge disappointment. Uh, Chris went with Matthew Stafford, which he was pretty good this year. Yeah, he was. I went with Cooper Cup. Now, Cooper Cup was injured, although I do think he was a disappointment. I think that's fair. I think right. that's fair. I, I cho- totally to- chose Brock Purdy. To mess with because me? Because he was a Niner fan, and he was getting so much pub. He was. Let me tell you something. If they lose this weekend and we do this category again on Monday, Scraby will agree with you. <laughs> yes, he will. Bob Purdy yes, sucks. He will. <laughs> Hate yes, that. He depends will. on how the game ends. Get rid of him. Depends on how the game goes. Just don't turn over the ball, Mr. Mr. Yeah, Purdy. Well, NFC true. South was the next one we picked. The division winner, we all chose the Saints. We were all incorrect because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were I the know. ones. Last place, Tony and Chris said the Bucks, which everybody picked the Bucks to be last yeah, my place. My neighbor, uh, Ryan, he's a Bucks fan, and he uh, pointed that out to me. <laughs> oh, he reminds you that you picked yeah. them last? You guys all picked the Bucks last. <laughs> I didn't. I picked the Panthers. Oh, you picked the Panthers. You were right. MVP of the division. Tony and I chose Derek Carr. Chris chose Chris Olave. Hey, 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 a little local flavor. None of us got it right because Baker Mayfield had to have been the MVP of the division as well as the breakout player of the division. I struck out a lot in this this division. Tony said the breakout player of the NFC South, Bryce Young. Nope. Drake London, Chris. 
Nope. I said Bijan Robinson. Nope. nope. That's a nope, too. We said Baker Mayfield, even though yeah. he's not Arthur really a breakout. Smith, Arthur Smith has wrecked already two young careers. He has. It'll be up to Belichick or whoever takes that job to fix it. Last category, biggest disappointment. Tony said Desmond Ritter, which could be considered a big disappointment. Uh, Chris said Michael Thomas, which also could be considered a disappointment. Uh, yeah. But I think the biggest disappointment is who I chose, Bryce Young. Number Are one sure? overall. I don't know. Michael don't Thomas know can... is the gift that keeps on giving. I don't know if you could be the biggest disappointment as he started every game. He just didn't win any of them. But I would say he's, he's a, a disappointment because he wasn't very good at all. Yeah, but his team is atrocious. Yeah, he's True. playing on a really bad. I would team. say Michael Thomas and Desmond Ritter. Like, would he didn't walk into too. it what C.J. Stroud walked into in terms of offensive line and wide receivers. He's got remember and a coach. You, you know what's funny? I, I couldn't help but think of it as I saw Tunzel uh, kind of get nicked Laramie up. Tunzel. Yeah, get nicked up. Do you, do you guys remember the gas mask? Yes, oh, yeah. I do. Yes, <laughs> like, I do. And it's like no, we, we don't. And then either. Miami immediately drafted him. And, right, we and he's like an all pro. Well, yeah, they ex- traded him for everything, we, and he turned into an all pro. He's an all pro, and we don't even think twice. Well, about wasn't the he gas like mask. kind of extorted by his by someone close to him that released the photo? I don't remember. I just remember my man had a gas mask on. He did, with, but with I don't think that picture was meant to go out. In it, I think I that think someone it, I, released it on purpose to hurt him. Clearly, it wasn't meant to go out, <laughs> but it, it did. And usually, the, I mean, there was a time where that would be really, really tough for yes. you to bounce back. No, from. that's true. Um, I, we've moved we've moved to a better place. I do love the logo that was the Dolphins with the gas mask on. The actual Dolphin that's had the gas right. mask on. That was pretty that's funny. Right. Uh, all right, AFC South. To bring that back after their choking performance last <laughs> week. Division winner, we all went Jaguars, and we were all wrong because the Texans yeah. won the division. Surprise. Last surprise. place, Colts, Colts, Texans. So all of us were wrong there. Titans um, got the sell. Yes, they did. Yeah. MVP, we all chose Trevor Lawrence. And I think we're, uh, as the last division, the MVP and the breakout is going to be the quarterback, CJ Stroud. I think so. Uh, you guys, for the breakout, chose Tony, said Calvin Ridley. Chris said um, Oconquo, the who's tight end. Co- who's Oconquo? He's a tight end from the Titans. He yeah, was, don't he- you remember him? He caught two touchdowns this year, both in the Monday night game against the Dolphins. <laughs> of course. <laughs> No, I said I Christian know. Kirk, which wasn't it either. None uh, of us got that. The biggest, breakout star was, you're right, C.J. Stroud. Biggest disappointment, Tony said Derrick Henry. Can't go with him. Chris said DeAndre Hopkins. Can't go with him. But I did say Mike Vrabel. I've been on this I don't like Mike Vrabel chain for a long time. You don't like him so much that he's like going to be one of the first or second or third coaches hired once he's Correct. fired. That's he's been fired. Correct. Uh, all right, NFC East. Tony did not participate in these because he had Padres baseball to call, but he can make fun of us. Uh, Chris said that the Giants were going to win the NFC East here. Yeah, I said much. the Eagles, and that wasn't right either. The Cowboys You were good won. for about 10 weeks. You, yeah. your, your, your strategy was yes. looking good. You know that there hasn't been a repeat winner in that division for 20-some-odd years? In wow. the NFC East? Right. That That's makes sense. Though. Very strange. That's a good stat, Chris. Thank you. Uh, last place, we chose the Commanders. I believe they were last place, right? Yes, they were. Okay. MVP, Chris chose Saquon Barkley. I chose Devonte Smith, which neither of them were. No. The MVP of the NFC East has to be either C.D. Lamb or Dak Prescott. I would say C.D. Lamb. He was amazing. Uh, breakout player, Chris said Brian Robinson Jr., who did not have a bad year. He was just injured a lot. And I said Sam Howell. That's wrong. We came up with Jalen Carter of the Eagles. As the actual winner of the Yeah, the actual winner of the breakout. Well, they certainly missed him in the playoff the other night because they didn't stop much. Yeah. Biggest disappointment, Chris said DeAndre Swift. I said the Cowboys, and 
Regular season did not. I did not predict the regular season well, but I predicted the playoffs well. Well, but <laughs> very good, Scraby. They were only the highest scoring team in football this year. You I don't almost, think you, you got that got right. Though. AFC East division winner. Chris said the Dolphins. I said <laughs> the Bills. Yeah, well, you know. Uh, hey, the, the the Dolphins did have a chance to win that game to win the division, so they, they, it wasn't wrong. My goodness, with five weeks left, they had it locked up. Choke. Choke, mm. choke. Mm. Wide receiver screens. Oh, no fades more of to those. the back of the I don't end want to zone. see that anymore. Last place, we both picked the Patriots. We were both correct. MVP Tyreek Hill for Chris. Correct. I said Aaron Rodgers, which he only lasted four plays this year. <laughs> and after his whole Jimmy Kimmel thing, I think I'm even further an idiot for choosing Aaron Rodgers of the MVP because he just didn't uh, have good news around him this year. The, uh, the breakout star, Chris said James Cook. I said Gabe Davis. Neither of those were right. Devon Achan was the breakout star we came up with in the break. And then biggest disappointment, I think both Chris and I got this correct. Chris said Juju Smith-Schuster because I have no idea what he did this year. What team did he play on? The Patriots. The Patriots. Oh. Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Is by, is, he's is the a, one. Yeah, yeah he's Mac. the one. He's he the one. he contributed to Juju not playing very so well. So he's the guy. <laughs> he's the guy. Mac Jones is, uh, I don't know where, where he's Where does he go. go from here? He's got to go somewhere else. I always like felt him. like it was a little bit of a stretch to begin with. Mac Just Jones. Mac Jones, yeah. Something with Alabama quarterbacks. It's not sitting right with me right now. Tua? Yeah. <laughs> Jalen Hurts is okay. Yeah, but he, he ended up He, he left. He went yeah, to Oklahoma. Left, right, yeah. Because Tua. Yeah. Tua came in for him. I, that, that had to have been, side note, that had to have been one of the worst feelings of all time. National championship game and Tua comes in for you. Maybe he doesn't get, I mean... Just think, as bad as that was, he turned it into a Super Bowl appearance, and it's turned out okay. It's, for it's him. been good. It's been all right. Thank yeah, you until this year. Can't wait to do this for Major League Baseball. Some predictions. I am already looking, guys, because I got some fantasy baseball studying to do. Chris has oh some fantasy baseball gosh. studying to we do. Deal with this. I have not agreed to be in your league yet. You did, and you've already no, been signed not. up by myself. So thank you. What? Yes. What? I can't wait to skip the weekly. Is there a fee? No. No, it's just for fun. It's for beating me, Chris. Now, if I beat you, that would be two years in a row that I would be able to hold that crown over you. There's no way. You might be able to do that, but who won our head-to-head fantasy football game this year? Well, who won the league? Uh, You did, but I did (laughs) have the 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 one matchup victory, so I do have that on my side. You know, I like titles. You I like do too. Games. I'm oh, just trying to, I'm grasping at straws here. Hey, the double champ does exactly what he wants. Remember that. Champ is here. Because I won football <laughs> and baseball <laughs> the this champ year. Is here. Who champ won the is uh, Fantabulous Game Show yesterday? Tony did because yeah. you guys. My oh, friend, by the way. Is here. My friend Mike was. Uh, he the said, champ is he here. said John Elway was a layup. It was. I love how people really enjoy and listen to that and my, send their guesses in. And My wife, the first thing she said to me is a. You almost lost that one right there. Oh no. <laughs> she's like listen, she's listening to the to the that's the second time we've played it and she's listened to it both times. Wow. Sweating it out. Yeah. Wow. I um I thought it was a good one yesterday. It was. John Elway was definitely a layup, but I brought this up on the Scraby show. I I used my my airtime to complain about Tony cheating because What did he cheat on? The chat seems to think that you are in the chat 
And because as soon as Mark Rippon came up, I believe that was a chat suggestion as soon as you I, said it. Now, I, it makes I, perfect sense. He said Doug Williams, Doug and that Williams. gets you thinking about the the Redskins, and Rippon won the next by, time. By the way, I think that makes I, sense. I think you can show me how to get into the chat. I mean, you know how to get into I the chat. Do Don't not play know. dumb. Not play dumb, great. Are you so? What you're saying is on the chat, people right there, right? It, which he can see, by the way. Which Scraby can see, Scraby but he has doesn't. Full access. But he doesn't. But I don't look. Okay, that's great. I don't have it. I'm looking at ESPN. I will say. By the way, the category for those tuning in today who didn't follow it yesterday was Super Bowl MVP winning quarterbacks. The guys got 18 of the 22, but John Elway was never guessed. And, uh, and and that's why so I'm people were finding a, a little fault there. But the re- I mean, to get 18 to 22, I mean, you try it at home right now. Name 18 Super Bowl MVP quarter. That's pretty good. John Elway, it, you guys did great. I think by all accounts, everybody admits was a layup. Yeah, yeah. That was. A but mistake. when you're like thinking in real time, that's right. That's right. You just try to. As soon as you get the answer, you, of course it's a layup. The, I the, started thinking Fran Tarkin thing. <laughs> I was like, oh man. <laughs> I started thinking about all my NFL films, <laughs> yeah, yeah, quarterbacks yeah. that I see. Yeah, I was I was telling Scraby yesterday you had already you had already left. I was like, uh, you know, I'm glad you didn't challenge it because when I said uh, Broadway Joe, right, I said I said Broadway Joe because I couldn't remember his last. Oh, name. really? You didn't know his last <laughs> name? I didn't even pick oh, up. Oh, yeah, yeah I didn't challenge, he didn't challenge it. So no, I didn't even think of that. I, I just I heard you just say Joe Namath. I didn't even hear you saying just Broadway, Broadway Joe. Joe. That's funny. Yeah, no, that Broadway Joe's only one guy, but yeah. still, yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't have it. Uh, Scraby said Brian Greasy instead of Bob Greasy, but that didn't matter because yeah, Bob didn't Greasy didn't one. win it. Oh yeah, so, so ball don't lie. It was close. Ball don't lie. Ball What's don't ball lie. don't lie? You know what? By the way, as a referee, <laughs> I hate <laughs> that saying. <laughs> I knew as soon as you said it, you could almost see him start Every time over you call here. a foul and somebody misses a free throw, ball don't lie. Well, I agree with it. I think that's true. You can thank Rasheed Wallace true. for that one. Uh, not ball- true. <laughs> the ball lies often, by often. the way. Never lies. Thank you. Let's go to break. Chris versus the fans. If you want to play, 833-288-0973. Welcome in to uh, Gwen and Chris. 401 is the time. It's hour number three of our Wednesday get-together. Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr., and Matt Scraby. Until 6 o'clock, then Scraby himself takes over the Scraby show from 6 to 7. Don't forget, we now have entertainment for you, live sports talk on the weekends. Braden Suprenant debuts his weekend show this Saturday. There it is. And, of course, we have the uh, NFL playoff games this weekend. All four. All four games. Saturday, it starts with Houston at Baltimore. Saturday night, come see if the Green Bay Packers can wreck Scraby's day. So they'll take on the San Francisco 49ers. How did this happen? It's going to wreck the rest of my month. How did this happen? How did this happen? We'll find out if it does happen on Saturday night. Sunday, it's the Buccaneers and the Lions, followed by, I think, really the only competitive game of the four, and that would be the Chiefs and the Bills. I'll be shocked if any of the other three turn into upsets, but then again, I don't think anybody really picked Green Bay to whoop Dallas. Scraby talked about it. You said, I'm worried about Green Bay, but you didn't pick Green Bay. Tony won our weekly pick 'em 
in terms of he went three and three and you scored twelve points. I went three and three but only scored nine points. I had the um you had the Miami game a little bit lower. Yeah. And you picked them. And I picked the Cowboys the cow- for yeah. my six point game and That's that right. obviously went awry. I think I had the Cowboys. Is that Cowboys a little lower? You had him as your five, five. point okay. game. Yeah, so. Anyway, you and I both went three and three. Scraby went two and four. But the two you got were your six and your five point game, so you got eleven points. Oh. I think I went KC, then Buffalo. You both picked Kansas City as your most obvious winner of the week, <laughs> which I really didn't take as a slam at me. <laughs> right, right. I took it as a yeah. They seem pretty obvious to win, and they did. Uh, we'll do our NFL picks a little later this week for the divisional playoff round. Uh, Aztecs in action tonight. They'll host the Nevada Wolf Pack, 8 o'clock start. 8 o'clock start, yeah, that's right. Uh, so go out and uh, get yourself ready and then head on over to Viejas Arena for the uh, the later start. Of course, television dictates that. Uh, Steve Alford and company come in with a 15-2 and record to take on the unranked 14-3 and Aztecs. Unranked. Don't get me started again. Don't get us started. Uh, if you missed it, by the way, and you're an Aztec fan, Miles, not Miles, uh, yeah, Miles Bird was on Correct. the show yesterday. So you can uh, catch that interview. Listen to it at your leisure. He was very good. Did a nice job on our uh, visit with him yesterday. Looking forward to tonight's Aztec basketball game. They are going to uh, honor Michael Cage. And uh, the all-time leading women's scorer on campus, Judy Porter, who now goes by a different last name, married last name. But they're going to be honored. Their jerseys are going to be lifted to the rafters tonight. But the Aztecs say they're not retiring those numbers. There's one other number, and I'm sorry, I don't recall the gentleman's name, an old-timer guy. I'm an old-timer, so I can (laughs) – one old-timer can talk about another old-timer. That's okay. But uh, they're going to put some jerseys up in the rafters tonight. Kawhi Leonard's is already up there. So uh should be a fun night, as it usually is at Viejas Arena. How's the weather these days, guys? Buffalo Sabres hockey game got postponed tonight. Oh, wow. Are I know they still that, dealing with? I know that wrecks your day. But are they still dealing I with? I just bring it up for the, the interest of, yes, yeah, the Arctic so. Blast. Well, yeah. they are going to possibly have snow next week, too, for the game. Wow. That's... I want to see a Kansas snow City game. Buffalo game? I, I kind of don't. I was thinking about this because the tuck rule game, I don't think it goes down in history as as important if it wasn't snowing because the snow added to everything. I think it wasn't going to go down in history because Tom Brady was on the other end of it. That's why it wasn't. <laughs> I will tell you, I like watching a good snow game. And I do too, but we got our feel of snow games last week. I just want like best conditions for both sides. I know it's not going to be that way, yeah. but... What an athlete talking over there. I just want a level playing field. Another game is... (laughs) I didn't say that. It's uh, what the best condition. Another game is postponed tonight. Golden State, Utah. Yeah, Yeah, that's the sad one. Basketball. What's that from? uh, The assistant coach for the Golden State Warriors. Dayum Milojovic uh, passed away. Apparently they were having a a team dinner Mm, last night. He had a heart attack, passed away late this morning. So that game is... um, has yeah, been he died postponed. in Salt Lake City. Yeah. My goodness, forty-six years old. Horrible, 
Horrible story. Yeah. All right. With that cheery news, we head into today's Chris versus the fans. If you had one shot, one opportunity to take down the human almanac himself. Howdy do. Now is your time. Listen to me. This guy is dangerous. Now is your opportunity to win a prize. Well, I hope you know what you're in for. Chris versus the fans starts now on 97.3 The Fan. All right, you have a chance to qualify for a grand prize. Two tickets to Tom Kiefer and L.A. Guns, or Law Guns, on April 11th. Also, two-night stay at Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino. Get ready for an electrifying night of rock and roll. Two iconic bands, Tom Kiefer and L.A. Guns, they come together to perform live April 11th at Westgate International Theater. It's the Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster. Dot com. There are newly designed premier rooms. It's all part of the Westgate $70 million room renovations, home of legendary Vegas fun. The rules, you have to make it through three questions. Each question is going to get more difficult. If you get the question right, you move on. If you get it wrong and Chris gets it right, you're eliminated. But if Chris gets it wrong, then you move on to the next question or you win. If you are a first-time let us know before we get through or to the first question, and you'll get the first question for free today. And that is it for me. Well done. Thank you. First contestant of the day. Mike, come on down. Do, 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 do. Dun, dun. Mike, Mike, you there? That was your cue, Mike. Mike. Hello? No Mike? I don't know where I Mike is. I feel went. like I hear Mike. Uh, yeah. There's no one talking on his end. So. All right. Well, we'll go to the next one. Dan, the man. The Welcome man. to the show. What's up, gentlemen? What's up? How are you, Dan? Hello, Mr. The Man. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing great. I am eager to play the game Here today. we, here we Love go. Love it. First question, then. What team is the number one men's college basketball team in the country right now? Um, UConn. UConn. Very nice good. Yeah, nice that job. was a switch this week. Dan on was on it. To question number two. What MLB franchise has held the number one overall pick the most? Like ever? Ever. About <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I do not know that, so it's going to be a guess. Let's go with uh, Pittsburgh. You are correct. He got it. <laughs> yes. Damn. Now, this draft is different because it's only been going on for like, the, when I looked at the records, the Pirates had six number one overall picks in the history of this amateur the draft. The way we do an yeah. amateur draft yeah. now. All right. Well, let's go to question number three. Mr. Dan, the man. What have they done, though, with those six picks? They're clearly they've, not. Whoever they've drafted that's good, they've traded to the Yankees. I don't even, <laughs> I'm not even sure that Kutch was a, a number one overall pick. Really? Yeah. yeah. I don't so, recall that. All right. Uh, here Paul Skeens is their latest. Who? Paul, uh, well, exactly. Oh, the guy from LSU. Pitcher. Oh, right yeah. Pitcher yeah, yeah, yeah. From LSU. Question number three. All right. Oh, wait. Hold on. I need to delete this one. There we go. Dan, I'm going to need you to name yep. the last three Super Bowl. Go. Woo! Well, since I have not watched any any football since oh, no. the Chargers left, oh no, it's going to be fun. Uh, Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady 
Do it have to be in order? Because I don't. No, no, have, you don't well, need whatever. an order. It's all good. Just need one right. more. Uh, oh boy, that's pretty good. That is pretty good. Well, if he's right, hey. I don't want to give it away. I think I just did. Ay, ay, ay. Uh, let's see. Tony's waiting. Better home to come. Tony ah. gave the call. Stay there. Yeah, I think it was uh, the Rams, and that was Cooper Cup. Mm. Uh, along with the other two, Mahomes and Brady. I think he had those two correct. Mm. Oh, very close, Dan the Man. Very close. <laughs> close, but no cigar. Poor Dan the Man. We'll go to our Dan next contestant. Dan the Man was, uh, solid today. He was. He was. Peter. Oh. Welcome to the show. Oh, yeah. Come on down. Following Dan the man is going to be a difficult task. <laughs> <laughs> we sure go. is. Peter first, the greeter. First question. Peter the greeter? <laughs> well, it rhymes. Peter the greeter. Oh, name <laughs> the two colleges. Huh, we just talked about this. Mm. Name the two colleges that Jalen Hurts played football at. Alabama and Oklahoma. Boom. Winner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Nice work, Peter. Here we go. Second question. He's Who is the highest paid pitcher in baseball right now? Are we going average value or... Um, uh, you look to Scraby for confirmation, <laughs> and that could be a problem. Well, I'm, I, I first want to say by say the question, I wanted to take Shohei Otani out of it because he's a pitcher and he's considered oh, pitcher the pitcher only. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the it's just uh, average value. Average value. I'm going to say Justin Verlander. The Ver. Stay there. I'm going to say Yamamoto. Yamamoto. I don't know, honestly. <laughs> you don't know? I, You're buzzing I, him? Well, I went to spot track. He's not officially on the roster yet. Oh. So right. it has to be a buzzer. But you were very close, Peter. The Tony. answer, Max Scherzer. Yes. Okay. I think Max Scherzer makes like forty three point three 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 three. Yeah, I'm not sure Yamamoto's going to get to that. He may not. Twelve. What's twelve divided by three twenty five? Yeah, I think that's a lot. But I don't know how much. I'm not a math guru, so here we go. Peter's a greeter. Moves on. Question number three. What NFL team was the last to win the Super Bowl as a wild card? Was it the Patriots? The Patriots! Stay there. It's not the Patriots. Stay there. Not the Patriots. Last to win is a wild card. That gets harder and harder because the wild card is... The Rams were a four seed, but I don't think they were a wild card. I think they won the division. I think you're right. Tampa Bay, I think, won the division. Yeah, so now I'm I'm in like... what He said the Patriots, and that was wrong? Yes. Last, well, there's a lot of wild card winners there for a while. I'm just trying to talk stall. it out. Yeah, stalling till I think of it. And, uh, well, it's not Buffalo. They've never won one. <laughs> How about the, uh, I don't know, Packers? I said Packers. Packers. Okay. All right. Back in 2010. Yeah. Whoa, right. Peter. Peter's Peter. a winner. Peter. Uh, winner nice dinner. job. The answer, of course. 
was the Tom Brady led oh, Buccaneers. Oh, the Buccaneers in 2020. Yeah, ha ha, chat. Seed. Everybody's saying New York Giants. Ha yeah. <laughs> ha. Scraby had you. See, that's why I don't get my answers from the chat right there. I, I'm just going to confirm. <laughs> Wait, no. No, the Buccaneers were a five the seed. That's correct. Okay. They definitely Thank were. They were a five seed. I should have got that. I actually should have got that. I'm mad <laughs> that I did not. For, for just moving forward, Scrape, if you're unsure, you can't pop off then and then go back and look. Um. Okay. But I won this time. You did. I won did, this time. Very good, Scrabe. Uh, Brutus fan says Green Bay this year. <sighs> Wild card to win the uh-huh. Super Bowl. I'm that with me- you, that, Brutus. That would mean your Niners going home early. Yes, yeah. I think Brutus and I are going to be. Um, we're going to be enemies this weekend. If nothing, if nothing else, just to put that Bang Bang Niner Gang song away for Here another twelve months. Bang Bang Niner Gang. I wanted to hear it's it. The That's quickest I thing <laughs> I can get to on the board. I'm that sure is for is. sure. All, All right. right, good for you, Peter. You, uh, stay on the line. You are the winner of today's Chris vs. the Fans. I did not do all that well today, which is all right. I have my yeah, share of know. good days, but today was not one of those. Every once in a while, you're entitled to a bad day. Yeah, thank you, Tony. I appreciate what that. Is it, what did your dad say? Every once in a while, a dog sniffs its own behind or something? <laughs> my dad said no, that? No, Tony's dad. Oh, Tony's dad yeah. said that. What does that mean exactly? I think, no, I don't think it was Even that. a dog was, sniffs their... I say even the sun shines on the dog. Yes, behind yes. twice. Or, yeah, yes, something okay. like that. All right. yeah. I got it way wrong. So. <laughs> I think it's a broken <laughs> clock is right twice a day. That's what it is. <laughs> I was about to say that. I don't think it has anything to do with the dogs dad behind. <laughs> yes, that's what it is. Thank you, Chris. You're welcome, uh, Scraby. What's coming up on the show? Uh, next, we well, we're gonna have uh, a can we big talk five. A, can we talk? A, we don't have a big five next. Not quite. No, no. Yet. I, at the end of the hour, can we talk about the uh, the proposal that was just banned for youth football did you guys see this yes this is crazy yeah we'll talk about it okay it is interesting you'll like it it's after traffic 423 are Uh, you sure yeah yeah definitely sure it was 420 it's been a hit and miss today on the time it's been it was 422 59 as i started to open my mouth so i had to hesitate a little bit um parents out here in Cali will be happy that the choice is now theirs. Um, yesterday, uh, apparently, Governor Gavin Newsom uh, did not sign the new proposal that would have eliminated uh, tackle football or banned tackle football for kids 12 and under. Really? It was yeah. going to be just wiped out completely It was it had was, the bill passed. There would have been a ban on tackle football at that age. And listen, I, I'm off. I think we've, we've been on the record for at least making the game safer and, and certainly ruling out certain things uh, for with football in terms of that age. But it still should be left up to the parents in, in this particular situation. It should be their choice. I'm a fan of choices. If, if their kid plays, and uh, apparently Gavin Newsom agreed, that will not be legislated. Good on him. Yeah. Uh, like I said, uh, when it comes to laws, I like to be able to make a choice rather than be told what I can and can't do. Yeah. But I digress into the <laughs> dangerous world. How's the Iowa caucus going, Scrape? Oh, man. God, I love that stuff. <laughs> I know Vivek. My Ramos. wife flipped it on the other night. I'm like, are you kidding me? I, I know Vivek. Listen to these idiots <laughs> What's his fight name? for votes in Iowa. Vivek Ramaswamy? 
No, I don't know he, his name. He uh, bowed out of the race, and he endorsed, oh, my heart's he endorsed broken. Mr. Trump. My heart's broken. Um, Nikki oh, Haley no. is not doing well in the eyes of some of the voters. Um, You're dialed into this, huh? Scrappy, I was yeah. just kidding when I asked <laughs> right? you. No, uh, <laughs> I didn't expect an actual report. <laughs> he was headed down a rabbit hole right there. You yeah. know, as I get older, I'm into the politic political scene. I don't like to comment on it because it gets crazy when you start talking politics. No, you don't want to comment on it. We're, no, not, here yeah. to, you're definitely We're not here to comment into, on that stuff. Deep waters. No, yeah. I was just saying what was being reported. No, no, We're the I toy was... department. You know, man. I did see it. <laughs> have some fun over here. I did see an interview with a woman in Iowa, and they were like, it's negative 5,000 degrees outside, man. and you're still out here. And she was like, I wouldn't miss this if I couldn't get here because I was dead. Yeah, correct you, me if I'm wrong, but correct me if, if I'm wrong, Mr. Trump, I believe, invited <laughs> Iowa voters to come out and vote even if it did lead to their death. <laughs> Did he? I'm, yes, I'm almost sure he said something along those lines. I will say this. And I'm sure if I'm not exactly correct, <laughs> somebody will point that out. You are I, all, you are too weighing into deep waters. Yeah, I will yeah. say this. He is dedicated to getting a vote. <laughs> He's he very is. dedicated. Come on out. Uh, Chris, you, you, you guys don't want more talk about? Yeah, no. Like, let's, let's I, I want to talk sport. about this football thing real quick because yeah, I yeah. started playing football when I was eight years old. I was 55 pounds, and I was the smallest guy on the field. But it taught me a lot about being the smallest guy in the field. I, I, listen, I think there are, aside from the sport itself, there are a lot of good lessons that come from sports in general, but specifically football, right? Like the discipline part, um, you know, having to fight through some adversity. As you mentioned, being small, being big, having to kind of work through that. There are a lot of good lessons that come from it. Now, I, I think since you and I were playing Pop Warner – it's come a long way, right? They're not lining up doing Oklahoma drills no more where, you know, you, you're rolling over and just going full speed. Like, they're not, they're not teaching that kind of stuff anymore. At least they shouldn't be teaching that kind of stuff Part anymore. of the reason I am who I am is because I played football in the early 90s. <laughs> Oklahoma drills were uh, a, you lost a, bunch a of Oklahoma sign drills. of toughness. Yes, I took a, yes. oh my god. That's gosh. what it was. It was a sign of toughness. And I think but we, I needed that. Looking, I really did. Looking back on it, probably not the greatest for our brains, but you know there were some lessons learned, and I think we've come a, a far, far away from that at this point. So, yeah. Well, I think it's fair enough to let parents uh, decide whether uh, tackle football is okay for their kids, and kids and parents to decide. And obviously, for the the coaches that are out there, though, they need to do their best to yeah. keep these kids as safe as possible sure. and let them get the experience of playing. But, uh, yeah, I, as I said earlier, I like choices. NBA players have the choice whether they want to play or not. Or do they, Tony? You brought this up before that a lot of times teams dictate to their players which games they will sit out. That opens up a whole nother can of worms, though, because I don't know if you're all aware of this. There is a new 65-game rule in the NBA this year. Yeah, It states that if you sit out, more than 17 games in the regular season, you are no longer eligible to be named MVP or All-NBA or any of the postseason awards that go along with that. So, for instance, for those who may not quite grasp what that means, last year the players selected to three All-NBA teams last season, five of them, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Steph Curry, Jimmy Butler, LeBron James, and at that time, Damian Lillard of the Portland Trailblazers 
would not be eligible this year. They would have been eligible last year had the rule been in effect. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And this year, Joel Embiid, who's having a monster season, most people think is the MVP. Guess what? If he misses seven more games, he's already missed ten. If he misses seven more, he won't be MVP either. And guess what? Because he won't be eligible to win it. And so these, yes, these are attached to awards, but you know what they're also attached to? Money. Lots of money. You make these all-NBA teams that provide you with being what they call a max player. Mm. If you are not on those all-NBA teams, just ask Clay Thompson from a few years ago, I think, who ended up... not making it. Well, sure. Wasn't a max off. Couldn't get the max offer. Right. If and, you make a certain number of all-star teams, all-NBA teams, you can get more money in your contract. Lots more money. Yes. And a lot of these guys aren't going to be eligible for the all-NBA team because of these games they sit out. Now, the NBA, for its part, is only trying to do what's best for the fans and trying to get these guys to play more. And the players themselves are saying, hey, we want to play. But sometimes we are actually hurt. Other times, as you pointed out, Tony, teams strongly suggest players like LeBron, and, whatever, sit out a couple of games to stay fresher for the playoffs. And it's tough, right? This rule was put oh. too often times, like primetime games where guys were sitting out. And this rule is put in for, for, for those cases. But the, the kind of, you know, the ramification of it, the, the consequence of it is that guys who are actually hurt, for instance, Tyrese Halliburton, having a terrific season. For Indiana. For right. Indiana. Yeah. He's out for two weeks with a hamstring. He may, when he comes back, he may have already missed the amount of games necessary to not qualify. To keep him off and this the is, All-NBA team. This is a breakout season for him yeah, this year. But so. It's, uh, it's going to be interesting. I have a feeling, I don't know, I mean, can you make whatever rule you want to? I mean, you are the NBA. The reason I'm asking is, can somebody like Tyrese Halliburton turn around and sue the league? Well, Say, hey, you're keeping me from earning the kind of living I should be able to earn based on a rule that, just was flat out not fair. Well, you know they have that. Might, might even ha- let him into my courtroom. They have, but for remember these players are, are part of a union, and the union is mm-hmm. is in. You know these things were allowed to be play, put in place. Yeah, based point. on you. Now yeah. listen, there there is a pathway to achieving getting eligible in, but it's it's a very narrow one. Once a player has officially fallen short of being able to reach sixty five games played, the rule states they'll have two days to file a grievance. An arbitration hearing between the player, team, league, and players' union will follow. To file a grievance, a player must have clear and convincing evidence that a that the team limited the minutes or games played by that player with the intention of depriving the player of eligibility for one or more awards. So, mm. all right, there's a there's a small narrow, but my guess is just knowing how these arbitration things. There ain't going to be too many you winners. You won't win those. There's not going to be too many winners. There's one other rule that I didn't know about, and it only qualifies as a game played if you play in more than 20 minutes. That seems easy enough, but what if your team blows out teams a lot? Right. Like the Celtics. Jason Tatum sits out the third and fourth quarter and doesn't get his 20 minutes. Then he loses out on a game. There's a lot of weird rules here. There's and, a- I mean, if I'm a player like that, I'm like – Coach, you better put me back in. <laughs> I got to get two more minutes. 
Because I got to get to twenty. There's another injury clause. There's another injury related clause. If a player has season in injury just before reaching the sixty five game threshold, they could remain a, a award eligible. That player would have to have played in at least sixty two regular season games and have suffered a season ending injury and have played in at least eighty five percent of the team's games before getting hurt. So that's pretty crazy. They, it's pretty they, crazy. They're, they're I understand to, why the league's doing yeah. it, but it's not too fair to some of these players that are actually getting hurt. You know, when you correct course, it's usually overcorrection, and then you try to find some middle ground. We'll see how it goes. Let's get to break. The Big Five and our guy, Ian Eagle. Oh, yeah. A little testy. You have to listen or stick around. I'm going to be nervous next time we interview this guy. I know, right? More Gwyn and Chris on the way. Milky Phelps, Milky Phelps, Milky Phelps. This is the kind of thing that we deal with on the show. Just to let you in on some of this. Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby. I mentioned that the Aztecs are uh, hanging a couple of jerseys up in the rafters tonight. Michael Cage among those. And uh, the name of the uh, the old-time player for the Aztecs whose number is being lifted to the rafters tonight escaped me. Right. So somebody wrote in, it's Milky Phelps. And if you would have known that, I wouldn't be so... What was the word? What was the word? The, word? Was the, word the guy enraged. Enraged. <laughs> the listener was enraged that I forgot Milky Phelps's name. I it's not intent to enrage anybody other than Scraby. Well, <laughs> well, according uh, you know, according to the chat, and I, I believe this, but he's a veteran of World War II in the Pacific. Theater. I don't think I don't say that he's not. I'm sorry that I didn't recall his name. I didn't. Recall it for any other reason than the fact that there was a list of names and I couldn't remember one. We don't of them. do it on purpose. It's, it's not the first name we've God. missed, forgotten, or Milky, butch- or butchered. Milky, we love you. We honor you tonight. Out of Viejas, go Aztecs. Eight o'clock, Aztecs. Nevada is the matchup. All right, Scraby, Iron Eagle. One of the best broadcasters in football mm-hmm. and basketball. Mm-hmm. Classy guy. Mm-hmm. He's so good, in fact, that his son has just moved all the way up to, like, network-level NBC. And he's good, too. And he's good, too. Can you feel my eyes rolling into the back of my head? I know you don't like nepotism, but... I, I like he's good enough, but I would he's like... good enough? I would like for people to have to work <laughs> a little bit. good enough. You oh. know, why don't you do a, become a radio producer where you make minimum wage for the first seven years of your career? Why does he have to go there? That route because it's what normal people do. He doesn't have to go that route. Okay. Anyway, that wasn't the conversation. <laughs> Scraby taking shots Full at Iron Eagle. I'm not. That's okay. Iron Eagle taking, taking, taking shots at Mike Fratello. <laughs> taking shots at his son. And if you want to know what that's about, stay tuned because here comes the big five after traffic. It's that time of the show when we check on the latest in sports. Only the most important topics and questions are brought to light. Stop what you're doing and listen. These news stories will astound and amaze you. The one, the only. Oh my God, who the hell cares? The Big Five starts now on 97.3 The Fan. All right, so the Iron Eagle story is at number two, so stick around for that. But first, let's get into number five, our proceedings. And the... Scraby, I just got a text that said you're a hater. From who? Doesn't matter. 
Is someone I know? No. Okay. Did he enrage somebody? <laughs> no. But his his rant about Iron Eagle and his son. Oh, I yeah. need to know who this is. No, I need to know, know who you this don't is. Know. All right, it's Tony's wife. <laughs> 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 I I will fully say yes. That is a take that only I have. But I'm also <laughs> it's a hater take. I'm also a guy who's working in an industry who would love to be put to that point by the time I'm 25 or whatever he is. I'm not saying he's bad. I do think he's good. Or if if. If see whoever Iron Eagle's son works for, if they came in here right now and said, Scraby, are you ready yes. to take this yes. job? What job uh, is it? Whatever whatever Iron Eagle's son's doing. You ready play to play by play? Yeah, you ready sure. to hop in Let's go. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. I, I've Knock called some play by play before. Remember, <laughs> we used to play it on the show when I was calling Point Loma Nazarene Iron, University. Iron Eagle's, is, Iron Eagle's son called the uh, Texans Browns game. I mean, that's a pretty you, you high for level Where deal. Did you do that? Man. The, he did the, the playoff game, game. Uh, okay. Saturday. I'm not arguing he was he's the not. Broadcaster. I'm not that's, arguing that's that he's impressive. in the. I'm not arguing that he's bad or that he doesn't deserve to be there because of his skill level. I'm just saying it's not every day that a 25 year old or whatever he is gets a chance to call a Texans Browns game. It's not every day that the skill level is good enough to do it at that age. How do you think he gets in the door? I mean, his. I'm not how he got in the door. I'm sure his dad. That's him get all in the door. I care about. That's all I'm talking about. I think that he's good. I've listened to him. I've said that to you guys before. But I've also said that there's a reason he's in that chair, and it's because his dad has no, lots no, of connections. No. That, that might be part of the reason. Do I think he could have worked his way up and become that? Yeah, for sure. I'm pretty sure he did work his way up. I love the fact that Tony is just giving Scraby a shovel right now. <laughs> a shovel? And you're digging your hole. Yes. No, I'm not. I'm not at all. Chris, Chris, I know that Chris deep down inside feels this in some sort oh, of way. Yeah, he's going to put it on Chris now, too. Chris, do you think, Chris, would you like to go call a Texans-Browns game? I yes. could. Yeah, exactly. He would want to. But you know who's doing it? Noah Eagle at the age of 25. I don't even know how old he is. I just keep saying 25. <laughs> I need to check his just age. A he's 26. I was close enough. Oh, well, then he's old enough. Born in 1997. If he was 25, I'd be upset. 26. I don't even want to check. You better get into the big five (laughs) at some point. Chat changes mind. I saw some rumors being thrown around out there about who the Padres will be able to get to play the outfield, and I also saw a tweet from one of those like spoof accounts pretending to be a baseball insider. Those are my favorites. Yes, I think her name is like Jen something, Jenna something, but she keeps this account keeps reporting these crazy things. Be careful with the he she. Yeah, yeah, we don't know. Yeah, this account reports these crazy things, but I saw this this morning, and it caught my eye because it's my fellow Lacosta Cam. Costa Canyon alum Mickey Moniak was mentioned in this one, so there's no truth to this rumor at all. I just want to put that out there. But but you um, like the, you like the the way I, the rumors sound, yeah? Because Mickey Moniak is a Costa Canyon guy. As I said, he is now. Say if there is a uh, chance for the Padres to trade for him, if they're interested, how much value does a former number one overall pick in Mickey Moniak have, Chris? Two thirty nine career hitter. I don't see a whole lot. He did all right last year. I mean, credit Mickey for sticking with it. He's twenty five now. This guy was the number one overall pick eight years ago to the Phillies. Yeah, there it is, right there in black and white ink. Scraby Lacosta Canyon High School, Carlsbad, right. California. That's right. Mickey Moniak, best friends with Kevin O'Connell. So if he is, how can you be also? 
<laughs> I didn't know that. So this is, this is news that is hitting me hard that. right now. <laughs> Uh, you know what? He did finally come alive a little bit with 14 homers, 280 last year. But I'm not I'm not counting on him to turn my season around. I don't really get your question. How much value does he have? What do you mean? Like, like how much are, would I are pay they trading? Are they trading Ethan Solace for him, or are they trading Absolutely someone else Ethan for him? Solace. I'm Absolutely just putting not. it out there. Like, Yikes. is he is he a number one overall pick? Hall is what I'm trying to say. Not Tony? anymore. No. Far from it. Yeah. Unfortunately, he, he remember he was the number one pick for the Phillies. The Phillies didn't yeah. moved him to the Angels. So yeah, this is eight years ago. Yeah. Unfortunately, it didn't really pan out. But for him. Chris Chris is on something though. He he came up last year and he seemed to show that he was. The seasoning he got may be starting to to come to fruition. Yeah, he had fifty six RBIs in about a little more than a half he, a season. He swung the bat pretty well when he was healthy. Now, as a matter of fact, he was the he was going to make the team for Philly out of spring. I think maybe it was last year. Maybe it was I think it was two years two ago. years ago, and he you got know how hurt. I know that. Because I, of course, drafted him in fantasy. Ah, then he yeah. got hurt, and he was out for the year. So he's so had some bad luck. The he, has. he could, he he could be. A, but what are you giving up to get him? Yeah, right? yeah you and can't I think give that's up the, too much. That's the question. I, to answer your question, it ain't Ethan Salas. It ain't Leia Dallas DeVries. It's not Jacob Marcy. It's not Dylan Marcy. Lesko, it's not Snelling. Jason. Jason. Jackson Merrill. Jason. Yeah. Jason Merrill. I don't, I don't think it's none of those guys. All right. Number four. We must be in the waiting period for the baseball season because I went to ESPN.com this morning and the top article was titled, quote, has Shohei Otani done enough to get in the Hall of Fame? The argument basically being Otani is one of a kind and we may not see someone like him for a very long time, if ever again. Tony, if the vote was today, is Otani a Hall of Famer? He is pretty damn close. Hmm. Listen, this comes from a, a, a traditionalist when it comes to the Hall of Fame, but... He is in a literally in a league by himself. I don't know that he's done enough in the what four six years, four uh, true healthy seasons. Right, five of them mostly held. Twenty twenty didn't play much because of the shortened season. So I think he he gives he doesn't even have to do it at the level he's done it the last two seasons. He just needs to be out there doing it. Now, next year is going to be a little different. He's not going to get to pitch, so he's just like a regular player next year. Uh, but if the year after that and the year after that he puts something in the ballpark of what he's been doing, yeah. But if the vote's today, mm-hmm. I would say he's not getting in on his first try. All right. Chris, is Otani already a Hall of Famer? If the vote were today, would you vote him in? N.O. This is Tony. I, I I'm just too much. I can't not six years. Got to see it more. Yeah. What's my What's my usual standard? Dominant at your position for ten, 10. years. Yeah. Maybe for him it could be five. It could be five because he's <laughs> dominant in two things. <laughs> but I just I I I'd struggle to put him in the Hall yeah. of Fame this quickly. I need but, I, mean, I need a couple more. Yeah. He's Fair. he's he's certainly like. He's he's on the doorstep. You know, step. I didn't realize that he stole twenty bases last yeah, year too. He is I really. Didn't that I didn't he's know a, he ever even ran. He's let alone uh, he twenty. Is literally a unicorn. Come on! I didn't know that either. Yeah. That's Number three. Uh, the Australian Open is happening, and Novak Djokovic invited a heckling spectator to confront him face to face earlier today at the Australian Open during the fourth set of his second round match against uh, local favorite Alexi Pop Poprin. 
Djokovic walked to the back of the court and yelled at the spectator. He said, quote, there was a lot of things that were being told to me on the court, particularly from that corner and the same side or, and the same side, the other corner. Uh, I was tolerating it for most of the match. At one point, I had enough, and I asked him whether he wants to come down and tell it to my face. <laughs> Unfortunately for him. Oh, love Djokovic, yeah, man. Yeah, me too. Come on. Unfortunately for him, he didn't have the courage to come down. There and, you go. And then Djokovic said he did not disclose what the heckler said to him, saying, quote, you don't want to know what he said. Yeah. I'm sure it probably wasn't, you know, pleasant. Hold on. Tony is dumbfounded by something that I just came. Is this truly, breaking news? I am truly dumbfounded. Uh-oh. Go uh, for is it. this going to be something that supports a Scraby claim? No, this is going to blow both of all of our heads off. Oh, our head. no. Uh-oh. Should we, should we do the breaking news thing? I don't know if it's breaking news, but it's definitely surprising. Okay. All right, let's hear it. The Cowboys <gasps> will be keeping Mike McCarthy ah! and will not make a head coaching change for 2024. Well, that doesn't surprise me. That's every, really? cowboy, that's every Cowboy fan in America going, No! <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't surprise doesn't me because, surprise because Jerry Jones reversed course on, and then he like basically t- said that he's his guy right before the game, so he can't go back on it. Flippy floppity. Yes, he can. He can do whatever he wants to do. Kind of I'm, I'm completely surprised. By I am. That. I'm too. sorry I interrupted. No, no, the big no. Five, that's, but the, no, that's good news. It's good news. We need to know that. It's not good news. It's that good. Well, news it's good news. You hate the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's good America. news for you, Scraby. You'll continue to be better than the Cowboys <laughs> in the NFC. Yes. All right, Chris. Uh, so Novak Djokovic. Yeah. Um, I felt like this was an o- okay uh, situation that he put himself in, but is it okay for athletes to strike back? Strike back meaning what? Not hit anybody, oh, but, okay. but go back and say, you want to say it to my face? Cause I'm I just think- saying, listen, you know. This is Chris's. Oh, right. go ahead, Chris. Well, I'm going to give it to Tony because he, he's battled with fans in the past. He talked to them with his glove. <laughs> but I think it's different from a team sport and yeah, an individual thing. Djokovic's the only guy out there. And I think that anybody can reach their breaking point. The bottom line is if you want to fight Djokovic, he's probably going to end up winning as he did this match, as he always does in every match. But he, I think he's hilarious. Remember the last time in the uh, whatever was the Wimbledon or U.S. Open when he did the uh, hand to the ear after he quieted the crowd? Yes. He's a guy I love to hate. I mean, this guy, you love to hate him, but he come he backs it up every he's time. He's really, really good. He backs it up. This is how I used to feel about Michael Jordan when he was playing. Like, when I was younger, I just couldn't stand the fact that he was as good, <laughs> he was just as, good as he was. Yeah. I kind of feel like the way about uh, Djokovic. I think... He's got to be careful though, because no, I, you might I, I, I you think might about, invite somebody down that uh, you don't no, want to I mean, be just, coming down. I, I think back to to Monica Sellis mm, and right? a fan having a, a weapon. Like you might invite the wrong dude down, and he could do anything can happen at that point. And I just think inviting it down. And listen, maybe he took the the gamble that this guy is not coming down here if I call him out, and he's gonna look like you know what? Yeah. Uh, and so, chicken bleed. Yeah. And, and, so, and so, you know, I I don't mind it because, as you said, especially in that sport, it's just you and the other the other player. And so you, you wearing that all game, I can see you break, getting to your breaking point. But you got to be careful, man. People are, are – it just ain't the 80s. No. And people are nuts. Yeah, people are nuts. <laughs> uh, Chris, anything to add on this one? No, that was good. All right. Um should I play the iron? Uh, uh, man, I really didn't want to tease it and then not get to it and then tease it again. Over. 
I, I understand that we were going to have a carryover from oh, we the got minute it, we got into that no, yeah, the no I didn't evil. even hear it. Yeah, you wouldn't play it for me earlier. You're like, Chris can't hear this yet. Yes, you can't so hear I, it. I got to hear this thing. Iron Eagle, uh, I, I, at first I couldn't tell what he was going for, but we'll, we'll talk about it. Also, the Seahawks. I think they're trying to kind of defer some of the attention of them firing Pete Carroll, and they're planting new uniforms around Reddit. So that's my theory. All right, let's go back to what Tony just said. Mike what? McCarthy's really going to stay <laughs> it as really, the Cowboys it, coach? It makes no sense. Did Jerry Jones? Jerry Jones must not have watched the game the other day. He must have just been like the shot they kept showing of him up in the owner's box. Is that like a repeat? That like was a, a mirror. He couldn't actually see out. His team know. was so badly out coached. I can't believe he's going to allow he, that. He was so speechless for the first time in his life. I am that I was by positive that it's, by the time we got to this point, he would have he would have pulled the trigger. It's not Mike McCarthy's fault that Dak threw two pick sixes. To it is wide Mike open. McCarthy's fault that Green Bay receivers were running unguarded the entire game. <laughs> That's Dan Quinn's fault. No, it isn't. It's the head coach, man. You're the guy. Morgan with Chris on the other side. Tony, Chris, and Scraby into the happy hour. And we have a tad bit of a carryover. Two questions remaining. Let's get to it. Before we get to it, has Jerry Jones spoken as to why he's made this absurdly stupid decision? (laughs) Not as of yet. Not at least that I have found. Looking forward to hearing that explanation. That that blows me away. Mike McCarthy going to stay with the Cowboys. Cowboy fans are... I need to be jumping yeah. out of windows. I need to Look make this, sure Tony. My, there's people. I'm, I'm concerned don't even about joke about that. <laughs> we. I'm just saying. I had to check on some of my cowboy uh, brethren out there. Why? It, because I, I know there was anticipation that a new a new sheriff was coming in town. Now uh, the old one is still uh, on duty. So. I don't think it's that terrible. I mean, you win three straight years of winning. I think twelve it's games. Crazy. This is the Cowboys. It's not man. that bad. This is the Cowboys. I mean. Every other coach leading up to Mike McCarthy since like 1995 done the same thing. Yeah, so, so you, you know you're looking like for a, a different result this time. Yeah, I guess so. Definitely Jimmy Johnson, you just want him to stay in the muck over here, of course. <laughs> All right, this floor is your scrape. Okay, here we go, and let's start with number two. Now, one of our favorite broadcasters out there is Ian Eagle, and as you know, he calls the NFL games, and he is also the Nets TV broadcaster. And his son also, you know. Yes, I should I should comment. <laughs> I should comment and say that someone made a fair point that he was just using what was given to him as an advantage, and I would he do didn't the same for, thing. He didn't ask for Ian Eagle to be his dad. It, it, it didn't work that way. I would do the same thing. And someone would be talking trash about me somewhere. <laughs> yes, so indeed, I get it. Um, all right. Last night during the game, though, Ian Eagle had this exchange with his color analyst, and I can't really tell if he's joking or not. So, Chris, what's the uh, Mike Fratello? Mike Fratello. I don't know, Tony. It enrages me that you forgot his name. <laughs> okay, it really, truly does. All right. Here is the interaction on TV last night. Threes coming from all over the place, and then everything that could go wrong, you know, foul, ball goes in, and one, stops the clock, turnover, turnover, missed free throws when you got fouled, eventually. it was crazy. Could I make one point? Sure can. I just want to say that earlier, you had a very patronizing tone towards me. I fully understand what a slip screen is. I've been doing the NBA for 18 years, but the way you presented it initially was gobbledygook 
So, like the audience, I wanted you to come back and explain yourself. And you then just took a firing line on me, and it was uncalled for. I don't think so. That's exactly what happened. You are overly sensitive to I am not. Did you have a bad day today? <laughs> it's second game of a back-to-back. -back. The it's ride back from Philly, tough. did it, like, disturb you well, last night? that was two hours with you, which is probably the reason why I've had enough tonight. <laughs> wow! <laughs> so, after listening oh to it a third time, goodness. I do feel like he was serious, but at the same time, there was... Uh, they, they know there was each a other. tinge. Yeah, there, there seemed to be a little bit of joke. I don't joke think there. so. I'm going to have to hear it more than once. Not right now, but I'll listen to it again. It sounded like Iron Eagle was really <laughs> mad, and then he kind of, I think maybe he wanted to walk some of it back, but he had nowhere to go. He was so deep into his complaint with Mike Fratello. I like how he says, so you're you sensitive. He's like, I am not. <laughs> he says he took a, a well, he tried line to, to Well, me. he also tried, Iron Eagle tried to say, maybe it's the second game of back-to-backs, and then Mike Fratello didn't back down either. All right, I don't so know those two guys. Okay, what's your question? Two grip question there? Yeah, the question right is, Tony, do you think Iron Eagle was serious or not? Oh, I, I think he was serious. I think there, I think there was uh, some truth to everything he said. But then I, at the end there, where Fratello was like, no, man, you're too sensitive. And the way he laughed at it made me think, okay, maybe he's not all the way serious. But he did, like, chime in with it. Can I say something real quick? So, uh, you know, I'm going to say he was about 75%. I wonder how right? long before he asked to chime in, Fratello made the slip screen comment. See, a problem with this world is you can't find that. <laughs> we don't know, right? We don't know how long did the Iron Eagle hold on to this anger. I would have, I would have like to go back and watch the broadcast. For like a whole hour or for five minutes. When he started in, he seemed very serious. He was At serious. the end, it seemed like... Well, I think he realized how it was sounding, but it was too late. <laughs> too late. It was too late. I think he was dead serious, and then he realized, man, people are going to be critical of me for this. And then I think he got back to, but I am Iron Eagle, so no one's going to do anything to me. So he got emboldened again. It, it seemed to go back and forth. I like the The only way you can bat that is by what Mike Fratello did. Yeah, he, is that, by kind of make a joke about it. And then when he said, I am not you're sensitive, the, the you know. Front, I mean, if it's true that they did spend six hours in a, or however long in a car on the way to the arena. Maybe that's why maybe. I've had enough of you. <laughs> imagine, imagine Chris and I driving through New York I, I on the way to Cooper's Town. That. Luckily, I slept most of the way. So he did, and to. then we, we stopped at a diner, and Chris ate two meals at the diner for no reason I at did? all. I will never forget oh, that. I've never, I've never been there. With any anybody I've worked not with, not that mad. No, you've never been that mad at me. I guess we don't really get mad at each no. other. We've had a, like we've that. had a few. Uh, we've had a few. He was really perturbed. I think maybe the one. I time... I think you should you should post that again on Twitter so people I did kind of caught some of it can listen to it again and make up their minds because that was, was really interesting. I think you got really mad at me that one time I said I didn't care about the NBA. That's probably During good. the show, I only got <laughs> oh, mad because yeah, we because we were trying to talk about it. I only like, got mad at you one time. When was Scraby, that? Scraby, don't give the Fresno State score. Oh. Fres don't give the Aztec Fresno State. 7-0. I will never say that seven nothing Fresno State wrong because our listeners needed to know the score. They did not. All right. Let's they get to the not. last one. 
And, okay. The Seahawks are probably trying to get the news off of them and their decision to fire Pete Carroll. So why not throw out some rumors on Reddit about the uniform changing? Now, I can't prove the Seahawks did this, but the rumors and pictures appear on Reddit. And I have to say, I like them. So, um, and by the way, I did see on the chat that he has not been fired. He was moved to a different position. He did not sound like a man who wanted to be moved to a different no, position. he did not. So here are the new uniforms, guys. Look, I retweeted this at Matt Scraby, but Chris, is here it, you go. What is new? Is it just the helmet? The pants and the helmet. They are, wear, They have great pants. Those are throwbacks. These those are, are throwbacks. These are not. These are, you yes, sure? These are throwbacks of the, like, throwback of the colors of the new uniforms. No, but that's, uh, okay. That's so similar to what they used to wear. They still have their highlighter green. And they still have the navy top, but they have a silver helmet and silver pants now. All right. And I kind of like these because I've I like never been a fan of the blue sure. helmet. Well, go back to the Thursday night game. They played Dallas this year. That's about what they wore. I, yes, I get what you're saying. They're, they're, those were like the 90s uniforms. But these, okay. are an, uh, these are an ode to the 90s uniforms All right. with current touch. Wow. So, anything Chris, that like gets them? Away, yeah, anything that gets them away from the green highlighter. I like the green apple neckline. See, Tony realizes things or looks yeah. at things I don't even look about. That's dope. But uh, <laughs> it's dope. <laughs> so I put that on my Twitter, but I, I think they're cool. I think that for some reason, the silver helmet changes I everything like about the, it. They yeah. used to have a silver helmet. That's right? what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. That's what they used to wear in the 90s, as Scraby said. It's very similar to that. They had uh, they had some type of decal going down the center, though, right? It was like a, a stripe. It was like a... Yeah, it was just like a blue stripe. line or blue, yeah, blue yeah, yeah. and green, maybe. And the Seahawks like, is the same. I like the change. Yeah, I do, too. So That. I don't like the change of coach, but I like no, the I don't change of like uniform. Well, they haven't... No, they haven't hired anyone yet. No, they have not. They will. I mean, they're going to have to change their coach at some point. They're not bringing Pete Carroll back. No, they're definitely not bringing him back. <laughs> Pete, cer- that Pete certainly didn't seem like he wanted to go anywhere, that's for sure. He definitely didn't. He definitely did it. You know, all the ESPN story today about the new coaches in the NFL, nobody mentioned Pete Carroll as oh. being a replacement for anybody. Um, that is interesting. I got a tweet in regards to one of your questions from earlier. Who was the high AAV pitcher? Oh, God. What? The high AAV, and we discounted Otani, right, in terms of who oh, made yeah, the most money. money for a pitcher, yes. yes. And uh, Scraby gave the answer of Max Scherzer, which we weren't sure was correct. So my guy, uh, this came from Sook. No, I can't say his name. Um, I'm sorry? Yeah, no. We're going to leave uh, it alone. Is this, is this a fake thing, then? No, no. This is real. Burner he, account? He, he retweeted this. Um, Verlander's actually tied. No. Because on Spot Track, Max Scherzer makes. I, I tried to say this. I tried to say this. 43.3. 43.3. 3333333333333. for Max Scherzer. <laughs> and you know what's so petty? Is I bet you he knows that. Me? No. Scherzer. Oh, Max Scherzer? It gives, oh, it maybe. gives him just that little bit more than I'm trying than to Verlander. get back so I can find these uh, salaries. Okay, uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all salaries. if he was behind the, the three, well, three, 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 four. So Scherzer is the answer. Scherzer is the correct That's what answer. we're coming yes. up with. Wait. Uh-oh. Scrape. It's okay. Yeah, we, we, it really just, is. we already gave away the prize anyway, so yeah, you're good. it's okay. Wait. I have a question for you, Scrape. No, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <sighs> 
This is a radio show. People are listening to the show. We can't just like stop doing everything here. What's what's up? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go down the rabbit hole. How did Jim Irsay not make the Big Five today? That's a good question. What? uh, How did he get bumped off? This is a very interesting story. And I'm, you know, I'm happy to hear that he's okay. But I don't think a lot of people heard about this. No, and and the reason I didn't put it in there is because I feel like uh, when 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 someone with addiction issues is found unresponsive, that maybe they don't want everybody talking about it. But we are in the business of well, talking about it. Well, with all so. due respect, Scraby, it's a headline story on ESPN.com. I get it. Com, so I get it. I get it. I'm pretty sure people are pretty now aware of it. I don't think it. It's not like you're sneaking around. No, I get it. And and here's what happened. I mean. And there's been a report from TMZ saying that a, an ambulance had to be called to Jim Irsay's house in December because he was found unresponsive by someone and he had to go to the hospital. He, received, like a, he received a dose of Narcan. Yes, and medicine yes. used to reverse the effect of opioid, opioid And that overdose. is what he's been known to abuse in the past was opiates. I mean, this is according to a police report obtained by ESPN. So this is no longer a rumor. Yeah, no, this is This real. is pretty factual stuff. And the fact is, Robert Jimmer say not Robert was his dad, but Jimmer said the owner of the Colts almost died. Yeah, pretty pretty close to it. A couple of months ago, in or a month ago, yeah, uh, in Indianapolis. This and makes I, me sad because uh, it just seems like. It, and there's two things to this. I told Tony this earlier before you got here, Chris, but. There's two things because, one, it doesn't matter how much money you have, how much power you have, how much anything you have. Right. Addiction will find its way no matter what. It wins. And the second thing is that it's just sad that someone can't kick this. And, and, you know, I spent about 10 years trying to kick drinking, and it took me a long time, but I'm in a good place now. Now, does that mean I can't relapse? No, I can definitely relapse. And I feel like something... When, you remember those comments that he made in this, December? This, this happened about a month after that interview he did on HBO. Which leads me, and this is all speculation on my part, but leads me to believe that he, he felt some heat and maybe he, his way to uh, escape for a little bit was to do this. But this is very sad, very sad. And I hope he takes some time off and I hope that he puts his health first because he doesn't deserve to That's go dangerous. that way. Yeah. This was a dangerous situation. I mean, this was an unconscious person that had to basically be revived from death. Yeah, yeah. So Said numerous questions about... Ursay's health and whereabouts in the week since he has been filled since has been fielded by the team. The Colts officials consistently stating there would be no comment. Last week, the team reversed course when it released a statement about Ursay's respiratory illness, yes, yes. saying he would prevent him from attending an Ursay collection exhibit exhibit. In concert yeah. in Los Angeles. And that leads me to believe that he doesn't want yeah. any of this it's out there. Yeah. Well, it's out there now. And, and it's probably for his own good, honestly, that it's out there. I don't know. I hate to say. I, d- I don't think it's for his own you good. Don't? Because you I think-, think he's at a point where if he's if he's overdosing at this age and, and at the stature that he is, I feel like it's just going to compound. Comp- compound? Yeah, compound. compound. I think it's going to compound on him, and it's just going to make things worse unless, unless... He gets the help that he needs. But this well, could be this, the wake-up call I was about he to needs, say, this Greg. could be the way he gets the help he needs. Because, you know, one thing you could you know about people who have a lot of money is is they don't – they can hide this kind of stuff a lot. And that tends to be worse for them when there's nobody there to kind of – Have him face up to it. Yeah. So 
By the way, he, he he gets he gets gets right, and, yeah. and, and gets to a better yeah. opiates. And we've been hearing Kelly Danick say it all day on the station that uh, you can your kids could find themselves buying fentanyl, not knowing it. And fentanyl is extremely dangerous and kills a lot of people. And you have to be really really careful what you're yeah. what what you're putting in your body. Number one, and just careful of becoming addicted to these things. Have you seen that thing, Painkiller, on Netflix? Yeah, it's crazy. That's a pretty close story to a lot of stories out there. So, This story was first reported by... Dun, dun, dun. It was. TMZ. Which is kind of why, why I get little... my news there, people. That's why I'm a little annoyed. <laughs> They're too, on top of this situation. Is They're... TMZ counting their money as they p- post this I tell thing? You what, TMZ is... Is as reliable as yes, any they new, really are. I have. I can't remember very many that they. If no, any, that they. I mean, they wrong. are first with almost every story. Yeah, it's unreal. It is unreal. Who sold their soul to the devil with TMZ? Somebody did. But let's, yeah, that is sad. Let's get to break. Uh, we got more Gwen and Chris. More happy hour on the other side. Five twenty-three is the time. Welcome back to Gwen and Chris. Tony Gwen Jr. just had a very interesting question off the air. By the way, the show is a really good show, and we appreciate you listening. Somehow, some way, someday, guys, we got to let people listen to the commercial breaks because it's—I don't know—as good as it is, <laughs> as good as we are on the air, off the air, we're off the charts sometimes. We'd, we'd have to move to like XM or something. Yes, we would. <laughs> yeah, I guess move over, way. Howard Stern. You've got company. Oh, I saw Ben Higgins tweet today about Howard Stern because I guess he was complaining about how the NFL. Moved a game behind the paywall of Peacock, even though he's on Sirius, where he's behind a paywall as well. Ah, Howard, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, getting caught there. Good one, Ben. Uh, no, Tony asked, is Howard the Chargers going to mm it up? And the question is, how? I mean, Jim Harbaugh is basically their guy now. He's falling into their lap. I mean, McCarthy's staying in, in uh, Dallas, which is still has me shaking my head. Belichick is all but... Signed and sealed to Atlanta, or you know, it's seen they're in the front runner. Harbaugh, I think, is the only place he's interviewed right now is the Chargers. Chargers. So, I mean, how what are they going to do? How are they going to blow that? They got the connection. He played for the Chargers. You know, he's been to San Diego. He's coached in San Diego, Southern California, I guess now. But I, I, I don't know. I don't know that they'll mess up hiring him. I know they'll, they'll mess, mess up him up <laughs> once they hire him. That I can count on. That's where the mess up happens. That I can okay. count on. I mean, the Chargers. It just seems pretty hard change. to mess up the hire at this point. But at you this know. point, they shouldn't be. Able, they shouldn't blow it. But I mean, will they try to nickel and dime him? You know what I mean? Uh, he, I mean we already know how much Michigan offered to keep him, right? Yeah. So the Chargers know that. All they have to do is exceed that. And they should have him. But you know them. They'll, all right, we'll give you the extra money, but we can't give you the rental car or some stupid thing. <laughs> right. You know, they'll, they'll I don't know. Putting contracts together like Spirit Airlines. <laughs> yes. You can make the money, but we're going to charge you for the chair you sit on in your <laughs> right. office. Right. You, you're paying for the ticket, but the flight itself. Oh, my goodness. Hey, Jim, 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 if you ever need to tape your ankles, you're going to have to bring your own tape. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't want to say too much about Spirit Airlines. Who knows? One day they might want to advertise on this show, but 
It's an interesting journey with those people. Yeah. I must tell you, I've only been on I, one time. I know from personal. That, well, you experience. know what? Everybody's only been on one time. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly what people say. It's a good point. You try it once because you're like, how bad can it be? <laughs> and then you go on there and you're like, oh, this bad. Okay, I got gotcha. you. That's a fact, man. Yeah. Everybody, everybody tries done it, it once. At least once. Sure, Las Vegas, nine dollars. <laughs> Sure, it'll be nine dollars for you to walk into the airport. You know, I have a tweet here. <laughs> I have a tweet here before we besmirch oh, Spirit Airlines God. any further. No, I know we got to be. Peter careful. said on on X, uh, the Falcons yesterday announced via their social media they interviewed Jim Harbaugh. So, oh, they interviewed him too. Okay, me and I've read Thank that you, Jim Peter. Harbaugh and Arthur Blank are kind of a fit. Because Arthur Blank just wants to win. And so, but Belichick's a fit, too. So yeah. You think he's turning Belichick down? Belichick basically said he he wants a project, which... The Falcons is not where you go. That seems like a good project to me. I mean, you do have some good starting players, but you don't have a quarterback, which is a which problem is with, for Bill. No, which is his, <laughs> his, his specialty, at least early. Wait, Bill not, Belichick's specialty is a quarterback? Ha- I mean, he's get a chance to draft his own quarterback. I mean... There was a whole thing about how Bill Belichick was, uh, he lost his job with the Patriots because of things he made, like decisions he made, where he went against the I entire disagree scouting with all department. That. You know what? I think they can come up with any number of stories they want to. I think he lost his job with the Patriots because it was time. Yeah. Oh, I get, yeah. No, but I'm saying, like, he would, they wanted to draft other players and he wanted to really draft Nikhil Harry. Right. And everybody told him, so, like, don't draft Nikhil Harry. All and. Right. He went and drafted Nikhil Harry. I mean, Harry. he wouldn't be the first head coach no. That, no. that missed yeah, Because on all these guys get all of these draft selections correct, please. Yeah. Other than C.J. Stroud going to the Texans, and let's be honest, he fell to them after the Panthers messed up by drafting Bryce Young. Right. Because from what I remember, had the Texans had the number one pick, they probably would have taken Bryce Young because you have to listen to what Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay tell you to do. Oh, yes, yes. So here's what they could have drafted. They could have drafted A.J. Brown. That was the big deal. Yeah, that but Scouts you know what? That's, Brown. So, he wanted to that's, kill like every, that's so that's unfair. Like every, that's like every team that didn't Every patch, team in the history didn't, uh, of football. Didn't draft Patrick Mahomes. Here it is. Before that draft, Patriot Scouts were high on Debo Samuel and A.J. Brown. The two came to Foxborough together on a visit and had been traveling together all week. As such, they had a good jovial ability to poke fun at each other and laugh. And Belichick was leery that they weren't taking the visit seriously enough. No, that's fair enough. Belichick's got his rings. Debo, I mean, it's like, you know what? There was the old line that uh, Patrick Waugh invented this line, the old goaltender. He said... Montreal Canadiens. Montreal Canadiens. After he won a couple of Stanley Cups, he was being criticized by somebody from the Blackhawks prior to a playoff series. Patrick Waugh famously said, Sorry, I can't hear you. I got rings in both my ears. Yeah, I do remember. I believe that. Belichick can make the claim. <laughs> oh, he he's got can. rings and then some. Right, he definitely so they can be can. as critical as they want to be. I, we we predicted that you know, few days after Belichick, the stories would start oh, yeah. coming in about out. Sure. him being you know difficult to deal with or wanting to draft or whatever yeah. it is. Funny, it's- but I would have traded the results he had with whatever the Dolphins' results were over the last twenty years. Yeah. I think everybody would. <laughs> Pretty sure everybody would. All right. We got our interview of the day. It is an NFL playoff look back at the wild card round and a look ahead. The divisional playoffs with our friend Marcus McNeil. Stick around for that. It's coming up as Gwen and Chris rolls on. Ben and Woods on the fan. 
said, I just can't stop watching Woodsy just chomping on chomping a pen, on a pen three cap. straight minutes. It's just ah. what I do. We are also on Twitch. Appropriate for someone who's fidgety. Be a radio nickname. Twitch. Hey, it's hey, us, Booger and Twitch? Twitch. Why do I have to be Booger? <laughs> Your name starts with B. Ah. This is uh, Booger Higgins. He's with us as well. Booger and Twitch. This is a good one. Is that a real show? They come on after Snot and Storch. Well, listen to Ben and Woods. We- High five thirty six. Priscilla, Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby coming up at the top of the hour. What do you have in store for us today on the uh, Scraby uh, Chronicles? <laughs> it's changed again, the yes, name. Yes, it's changed again, the name. Uh, well, I have a great daily gripe, which I think people are really getting How into. is the daily gripe going? Do you it's... have any trouble thinking of what the gripe will be, or do you have them stacked up for months and months ahead of time? Uh, I'm starting to uh, accumulate a sheet of gripes. <laughs> but mostly my gripes come from things that happened to me, uh, you know, just earlier in that day or something like that. Right, I And understood. one of mine recently, I think you'll get behind this, Chris, is when People cross the street, but they walk slower than I've ever seen anyone walk in my life. Funny, Knowing, that happened to uh, Lori and I just the other day. Uh, it's crazy, And right? I could have run the person over easily <laughs> without even speeding up. Okay. You know? It just drives me nuts. seem to mind. I, I have a huge problem with people who don't respect my time. And because I respect everyone's time, I'm usually on time. If I'm, I'm going with to that, be late, Scrape, I'm with that. You people, are. You're usually on time. Their, people who do their Christmas shopping at Seven Eleven, you know what I mean? They go <laughs> I through the store but... and buy toys and this and that, and, and you're there to buy a soda and get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody's doing their entire, you know, got their Christmas list out at Seven. Come on, people. I'm trying not to get mad at because it, usually it's about driving stuff that I that I bring up as my daily gripe. But, Driving stuff. Yeah, yeah but that's, tonight. That's an easy topic. Tonight I have a have fantastic tonight? one that I can't reveal here because i got to reveal it later. But we're also going to talk about, unfortunately, the passing of the Warriors coach and the A's. Did you see this, Chris? What? The A's are failing up. You know how that is where like people do bad at their jobs and they get promoted? Well, the A's didn't come through on a deadline with baseball, but baseball is looking the other way because they want to force this A's move to Las Vegas. So I'll talk about that, too. All right. Coming oh, up on the... One more. One more. Sorry. Go ahead. Todd Bowles. We were talking about this in the break. Todd Bowles, the head coach of the Bucks, got a question that was um, a bad question, but he handled it great. So I'm going to play the audio from that. Got the audio. The audio from the press conference. Todd Bowles, congratulations to Todd for, you know what? Just being a decent guy, because the gal just totally asked what we would consider to be a dumb question. It was and an he, uneducated question, right? And he could have he could have uh, you know gone on and on about how can you please be prepared when you come into yeah. a press conference of this magnitude? Yes, yes. But you know, Todd Bowles was. Pretty straight up with that. Stand up guy. Good for him. Yeah, because this this person, when you hear it, you people realize, make mistakes. I don't it know happens. if this was a mistake. I think this, or you're not prepared enough, yes. or you forget something. You can't. I mean, I, I'm not sticking up for the question. It wasn't a good question, but I'm sticking up for the way he responded. I am to it. too. I feel All like right. that is the way you should respond to questions like that. Scraby will explain yes. in the Scraby yes. Chronicles, <laughs> which come up at six o'clock. Yes. All right. Uh, Tony, oh, he's over there. Uh, let's get to our interview anyway. It follows traffic, and it's with our good friend Marcus McNeil talking NFL playoffs. 
And it is that time each week where we visit with our uh, former All-Pro tackle, San Diego Chargers, our guy, Marcus McNeil, to talk National Football League. Marcus, let's start with weather. You're from the South. I imagine you played in some cold weather games, but what did that Kansas City-Miami game make you think of? I guess even the Buffalo-Pittsburgh game wasn't exactly warm, so... It's that time of year, but man, that looked really, really miserable out there. Oh man, that is the worst stuff to play in right there. You know, and I, I don't know if you noticed, but I'm, I'm a tropical brother, is what I like to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a tropical so, guy. So, so I like I like to be warm when I'm playing, and it is nothing worse than playing in the cold. Like your muscles are stiff. Your feet are sore. The ground is frozen. Like just, just keep me as far away from the Northeast <laughs> and football season as possible. Marcus, I see often guys out on that field with no sleeves on, and I get that it's a, a, a kind of a mental warfare game, but that just seems quite ridiculous to go out there with no sleeves. And I, I, were you a guy that ever went out there with no sleeves? It's absolutely ridiculous, and no, I never, <laughs> I never went out there with any sleeves. You know, we would have guys like you know Chris Dillman, Nick Hardwick, Jeremy Clare, Mike. Matter of fact, everybody except for me had off. <laughs> but I, I'm just like, listen, guys, like if, if I'm cold, I can't play. So you know, I'm just gonna keep these sleeves on, and y'all know how tough I am. So just deal with it. Yeah, I think you're tough enough. You don't have to prove it to anybody. You know, I watched the Hard Knocks, and they, they showed the Miami team getting ready for the game. I mean, rubbing Vaseline all over their bodies, uh, feet warmers, two pair of gloves, five shirts, and I still don't think it was enough, right? I mean, they just give you as much as they can, but there's just no way to combat that. It, it, there's no way to combat it, and... Man, those little warmers, if you guys ever been skiing and you know you got the the body activated warmer, the little bean bags, I'm talking about you're stuffing them everywhere in every crevice you can find, like just, just trying to catch them warm. Well, I mean, this, the playoffs so far has, has gone as scripted. I mean, so far we watched the Eagles completely collapse. Um, the Rams go down. Out of all of the games, the Cowboys – implode uh, i mean out of all of those was was the cowboys the most disappointing uh, of the teams that went out yeah they, they they had to be the most disappointing and and really because everything was set up in their favor yeah. we we know they've been historically bad in the playoffs but now they had the home game you know so there wasn't supposed to be any excuses and why they couldn't come in and win a playoff game being in jerry world so to see them just get dominated by such a young team, like it wasn't even close. I didn't even watch the fourth quarter. It was so bad. Yeah, it was bad. Now, if you're in a game like that, I mean, you're the Cowboys. Because I wonder, like, they had to look around at some point in the first or second quarter and go, my goodness, guys, we got to we gotta step it up. We got to get with it. But they seemed like powerless to do anything. It was almost like they let it happen to them. And they didn't do anything to stop it. I mean, it was twenty-seven nothing. Dak still throwing picks. I, it was just a. It was really ugly to see. Yeah, I think the ugliest part is the the way they get run on. Like people just completely are able to impose their will on their run defense, and I just hate that for for the Cowboys because 
they've historically been a bigger, stronger team. Like everything's bigger and stronger in Texas, right? So I just can't figure out why that run defense can't stop anything. Aaron Jones has had a field day on them. Chiefs take out the Dolphins, and I have a, a Dolphin question for you here in a little bit. But let's start with the Chiefs. That's a team that really seemed like they had kind of lost their way. But, you know, although they ended up with four of those four field goals in that game against the Dolphins, it seemed like it was the first time in a while that offense was able to kind of move the ball the way we're used to seeing them move. Did, do you think they could have gotten their groove back in that game against the Dolphins? Uh, that's tough. I still think the elements was the biggest factor in that game against the Dolphins. Uh, they they were doing a lot of nickel and diamond, you know, which is the Andy Reid offense where he's happy getting, you know, five to six yards of play because you can keep your offense on the field and continue to move the ball. But uh, as we've seen throughout this entire year, they're still missing that guy over the top. So I yeah. think that's still going to be a problem for them in the playoffs. I'll let Tony ask the Dolphins question. I want to ask about the Texans and C.J. Stroud and what you're seeing from this young quarterback. Marcus, almost, I mean, throughout you know the, the history of the league, most rookie quarterbacks playing in their first playoff game do not play like that. I mean, he looked like he was in complete command. Uh, I mean, he was under some pressure, still throwing dimes. Cleveland had, you know, statistically the best defense in the league. They didn't look like it because C.J. Stroud just picked him apart. I mean, how impressive were you? Were you know, were, was it to see him do that? Well, I've already slotted him as the offensive rookie of the year, and it's not probably close. Maybe you might have uh, Nakua from the Rams, who might be a little bit close. He had a monster year too, but I mean, C.J. Stroud is like what I like to call him, kind of <laughs> like Bubba Gump says, "Scrum." <laughs> I call him Stroud because he just. He just looks so poised down yeah. there, like for a young quarterback. And I just, I love to see everything that's going on in Houston. You know, with having D'Amico Ryan's as a as a player coach doing great in his first year, C.J. Stroud. You know, just just lighting it up with confidence and. And then just that whole team kind of – it seems like the atmosphere and the culture is changing down there in Houston. And this, to be honest, the first time I've seen Houston be this good. Tua Tungavaiola is the is the quarterback for the Dolphins who struggled uh, and struggled mightily against good teams this year. However, you start to look at the landscape of quarterbacks. I can't see Miami really going anywhere else at this point. Uh, there doesn't seem to be another quarterback um, that could, you know, that you're going to get that is as good or better that's available. So, you, do you think the Dolphins are, are kind of stuck with Tua these next couple of years? Yeah, I definitely think the Dolphins are stuck with Tua for a while. It's just not a quarterback heavy league. You you have to go with what you got, especially if you have a decent quarterback. Everybody was getting on Cam Newton a few weeks ago about calling to a game manager, but yeah. it, it's a tale of the tape. He looks like a game manager. He looks like he can just, you know, complete passes. He he rides the momentum whenever they're up, and that's it. They're, he's not really showing me anything spectacular from him at, at a quarterback position that I would want. But, I mean, where do you go? You know, kind of like the Cowboys stuck with that. Yeah. You know, you, you got what you got. <laughs> 
Marcus McNeil is what we got, and uh, we love talking NFL with him. Uh, all right, Marcus, uh, looking ahead to the divisional playoff round, Baltimore is waiting for Houston. San Francisco is waiting for Green Bay. I, I, I don't see an upset in either of these games, but at the same time, Houston scored 45 points last week. Green Bay scored 48 last week. I mean, they're going to be coming in hot. But do they have a chance against these two powerhouses? Oh man, uh, they are coming in hot. They're they're both young teams with young talent, and, and sometimes they can be naive to mm. uh, to their age, and, yeah. and, and that can be dangerous because they're going to come in with a certain level of confidence that that Baltimore and the Forty ers is going to have to extinguish early. Uh, the one thing that I think uh, San Fran has going for them is that the harder their defense is their linebacker core. So I just don't see the Green Bay Packers coming in running the ball against San Fran, you know, uh, that effectively. And then, the, and then the same thing in Baltimore, you know, the, the strength of their team has historically been their defense, and they have a great defense this year as well. So I think that they're going to give the the young pups some uh, some blues this week, you know, but kudos to these young guys coming out and playing and, and putting their snap on the league. Yeah, well, Ravens led by Queen and, and their linebacker. A ton of turnovers, and C.J. Stroud doesn't turn it over ever, There's so that's going to be interesting. Definitely some good matchups, but I, I, you have to say the primetime matchup is one that we've seen a couple of times now. Josh Allen going up against Patrick Mahomes. This time, Josh Allen gets the home game. How do you see this game shaping up? As Josh goes, the Bills go. Mm. <laughs> if, 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 if Josh comes out there and, you know, he's competitive and he's fired up. And to me, I like to see him make plays with his legs. Uh, that kind of helps out his arm. He has a big arm, too. But the way he ripped off that 60-yard run this past week, that's a whole different layer to that onion that they have on that offense. So I, if he comes out playing like that, I'm giving the Bills a favorite in this game, especially going up to, to, to Buffalo. Last thing, uh, Marcus, the Detroit Lions hadn't won a playoff game since probably you were born. Uh, they finally <laughs> win one the other day. There were people in the crowd crying. They were so, you know, tears of joy for the Lions to finally win one. Now they're home again. And they got the Buccaneers coming in. I mean, they might be able to make it two in a row. I, I've been really impressed with Detroit all year long. Do they have enough, you know, have what it takes to win one more? I like the Lions. I do like the Lions. They they look tough. You know, they're playing good old school football. You know, that you could tell that their coach is tough. He asks a lot for them, you know, in training camp. You know, he still has them hitting and playing football. And now it's paying off dividends for them at the end of the season. So a lot of people are talking about the Bucks. You know, they always have that wonderful wide receiver court. It's always tough for any team. But I think that a lot of people are giving the Bucks a lot of credit that Tom Brady bought to the Bucks in in the in the 20s, you know what I'm saying, where he came in and won games for them, and he was the game manager, and he was the general on that field. Baker Mayfield's doing a great job this year, but I just think still think Detroit just has a fire that uh they're gonna be able to, to, to exploit the, the Buccaneers when they come up there. Well, my friend, it is playoff time, the yes, best time indeed. of the year, and four more games this weekend. We love talking football with you, Marcus, as always. 
Thanks for your time. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, rub some Vaseline on my body just in case it gets cold. Anytime soon, I'll be prepared. <laughs> Thanks, Marcus. Thanks, my man. All right, fellas. I have a good one. As Tony said earlier, not a visual any of us really want to consider. I just, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, very good. We're wrapping up the show. Uh, got a couple of scores to uh, pass along before we send it to the Scraby Chronicles, which are coming up at the top of the hour. Yes. Uh, top-ranked UConn leads 18th-ranked Creighton, 58-48. That's the final minute of that game. So it looks like UConn will hang on to the number one ranking, at least for tonight. Uh, the Aztecs get set to take on Nevada. That's an 8 o'clock start tonight out at Haas Arena. NBA, Lakers and Dallas getting an early start tonight in Los Angeles. If you notice this, ABC, ESPN, they have a Wednesday night game of the week now. I did not know that. Yes, tonight is Dallas Lakers. It started uh, about a half an hour ago. Hmm. So that's an early start. Dallas leads 17-12 in the first half. Blowout of the night. Miami didn't show up tonight. Toronto 80, Miami 47. Oh, wow. NBA seems like it has at least one of those games every night where one team just doesn't bother. So how I would mean, you like to have... they do play have... a lot of games. Yeah, they do, but... Well, Boston 81, San Antonio 59. Uh Uh-oh. But that was to be expected, I must say. Yeah, I mean, San Antonio. Yeah, worst team, best team. And one last thing, Ian Eagle, you heard our entire thing on Ian Eagle and what he said to his broadcast partner, Mike Fratello. And if you missed it, Scraby tweeted it out so you can Mm -hmm. check it out. Mm -hmm. But now Ian Eagle, the broadcaster, is saying that that was all a staged bit. Yes, he was on uh, Evan and Tiki on WFAN, Odyssey Sister Station. And here's what Ian Eagle said about the controversy. (laughs) So I want to first thank Mink Flo for putting this out there and allowing a whole new generation of people to think that I had an epic fight with the czar Mike Fratello. On yes. This was, as you mentioned, Evan, 12 years ago. Unfortunately, I'm here to tell you it was a gag. No. I don't want to burst any bubbles. Oh, wait a minute it now. It's 12 years ago? In fact, I thought it was like two days ago. That I did not know. It, it can't be 12 years ago, though, because I, I w- I've been watching the video of the game, and it doesn't look like a game from 12 years ago. Right. Well, I don't know. We judge for a, yourself. Yeah. Judge for yourself. I'm telling you, I, I love Ian Eagle. He's been on the show. I'm all about it. But he sounded really mad at Mike Fratello during that broadcast. I I don't know if he's trying to wiggle his way out of this one or not. Wait a second. Now now more and more is coming out about this. But um Well, why don't you follow it up on the Scraby show? I, I will, but yeah. Stay tuned. All right. We'll get more details. Scraby will have more. We'll talk more about it tomorrow. In the meantime, enjoy the rest of your Wednesday night. Make sure you start the rest of your Wednesday night with Scraby's show. It's next from 6 to 7. Tony and I are back tomorrow afternoon at 2. Spiro Didis, mm-hmm. speaking of great broadcasters, he'll be on the show tomorrow, along with a whole bunch of other stuff. Probably our NFL picks, I think, for tomorrow, too, Scrape. So get you ready for the divisional round. Tell you who we know is going to win. Thanks for joining us today on Gwen and Chris. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 